Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today I am joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello, Ben. You all right? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, not so bad. Not so bad. Getting all right for a Monday. Yeah. And, uh, well, today we've got a very, very special returning guest. Janine Pipe is the director of forthcoming short films Her and Footsteps. Janine. Thank you very much. I Hello. think it's the third time, third time on the show. So yeah. <laughs> there we go. Definitely a recurring guest. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely Thank a you recurring for guest. Me. Exactly. You get you get all the horror hangout benefits soon. We'll send you an email about that. Uh yeah. awesome. I reckon the we're gonna have to work this out, Ben. There's gonna have to be a certain number of appearances before you get a golden one. I'm gonna say <laughs> you've got recurring guest and then you've got friend of the show. So, Janine, yeah. friend of the show, if you'd like to be. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then after that, acquaintance, <laughs> and then eventually, best buds. That's how it works. <laughs> I've not pushed Andy into any of those categories just yet. No. Colleagues. Yeah. Colleague Colleagues. only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is my friend. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Colleague. Professional. Let's keep it professional. Yeah, we're pros around here. <laughs> Never let well, anything, anything, anyone, anyone else says ever fool you. There, no. anything other than professional. So, Janine, you've been incredibly busy. So busy, in fact, that I'm pretty sure almost I go, Janine. What? What's? What's happening next? And there's so many cool, <laughs> interesting things. You know, even in a day with him, I am extremely specific to the 90s. And then reminding myself that actually some of the people that watch these things yeah. are so picky. That if I don't have something that is exactly from the 90s, I will. In, um, like a scene with kids. <laughs> I think the 90s because some phones. Some yeah. of those phones, Jesus Christ. Lovely Samsung T100. I mean, polyphonic ringtones, don't get me wrong. But look at the resolution on that picture. Uh, it's yeah. no wonder you're not sure whether your friend's alive or dead or not. We're like, you look at that picture on that screen, but seems legit. <laughs> it could be anyone. Picture. Let me get out my cables <laughs> so you can transfer me the picture. Yeah. Come on, print it out on a Game Boy Color. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the pixelated face. 
is it your Icelandic friend who's gone missing? Is it original 8-bit Super Mario? No one knows. (laughs) Not just the technology, haircuts as well. I've never looked at it. I have watched films from the 80s all the time, and I just go, nice hair. This film, 2005, I've gone, what is going on with your hair? I think it's the late 90s, early 2000s that suffers for it the most, because I think mentally in our heads, we assume that nothing has changed. The one that gets me the most for it is The Matrix. Very particularly, you watch The Matrix, which is set in sort of near future technology. It's the phones and the sunglasses in particular. And they were so cool. (laughs) They were so cool when it came out. And then you watch it now, it's like... A certain amount of time needs to go by for it to become like retro and (laughs) and timeless, doesn't it? Um, This this sort of 20-year period is is pretty difficult for that. It's It's a harsh time. Yeah. But very exciting casting news as well for Footsteps as well. Janine, you um, have yes. you cast all all of the roles now? Yes, everything's cast now. Yeah, because it was only um, a very very small cast anyway. So to be able to you know get some real sort of uh, amazing UK indie actors, we've been very very lucky, and everybody's really um, involved as well. You know, at this stage, we've got sort of a WhatsApp group. We're always saying, "Oh." It, it's set in the woods and it's to do with camping so you know it's like has anybody got a tent you know and it could be anybody that sort of replies casting crew and whatnot so yes yeah, it's, it's very hands-on being completely mm. indie but everybody's really into it so it's that's really nice as well everybody's excited and <laughs> yeah so it yeah it's just just already a lovely atmosphere and um, most of us have either worked with each other you know everybody has worked with somebody else so there's mm-hmm. nobody that's like the new kid at school kind of like coming in and doesn't know anyone. Everyone's, most of us have all worked together and quite a few of them have worked with other people. So yeah, it, it, it's going to be a great time, definitely. That's nice. And you've got a little crossover from Footsteps with her as well, right? Yes. Yeah, because Bella's in it. Bella um, was our main actress in Her and she's the main actress in Footsteps. Um, and her partner, Chris, who was in him, is crew now on Footsteps as well. I've got the same DOP, same AD. So, yeah, lo- loads of crossovers. That's nice. I feel like Bella in particular has really come to, like, I've seen her in a lot just recently. Um, I'm not sure if it was before you or after. It was roughly the same time that you announced her as being in her with you. I also saw Eating Miss Campbell, which she's in, which is great. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, she's really good. I'm I'm looking forward yes. to footsteps. Well, I'm looking forward to both very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bella's wonderful. She's definitely a, a, someone to watch out for because she's, yeah, she she's still doing these lower level things. Well, Eating Miss Campbell was a bit, because that's a trauma film, so that's kind of like another step up and everything. But yeah, she's going places, definitely. So I won't be able to afford her next time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, chance. they'll yeah. be giving you the budgets Janine the, the producers will be throwing money at you there we go let's hope so <laughs> and then of course uh, the making of the descent that's on, yeah. I, I guess is that something that's ongoing at the moment was yeah, that always the that... Uh, sorry I don't want to ask you two questions in one I apologise Janine I was going to say was um... that always the idea to to write the descent book after the dog soldiers book or would that just just because of the success of that one it was certainly the hope 
that that would happen. Um, but obviously at the time, where, you know, I didn't know what Neil and I's relationship would be like, um, how sausages would, you know, would would sell or, you know, what people would think of it and everything. But in the back of my mind, yeah, it was definitely, oh, if this one does well, maybe we can do this. And thankfully, um, not only have Neil and I become, you know, obviously really good friends and everything, um, it was so good doing sausages that it was kind of inevitable that we would do this really. Um, and this time when I said to him, oh, do you fancy co-authoring this time? And he was like, yeah, definitely. Let's do that. Let's do the whole thing collaboratively. So I was like, awesome. <laughs> how did you find that? Pro- how did you find that process? Like, did it feel any different for you based on the, the, well, the first the, book? The book won't be released until 2025 okay. because that's the 20th anniversary. So we're only yeah. in the very, very early stages so far of mm-hmm. going through boxes and because everything is um you know all the photos are just you know like they're they're all printed off or on cd roms and things all of the scripts and call sheets and uh, you know everything's pieces of paper because you know obviously it's nearly 20 years ago so we're just going through all of the boxes of things at the moment and that was like for me it was like being a kid in a sweet shop sat in his office just going for all these boxes of stuff and going oh look this one's from centurion let's put that in that part this one's from doomsday let's put that it was just like this is so exciting That's really. I've had one request at this point, Janine. What I would love for the for the back cover of the book, I would love a picture of you and Neil shining a torch down the hole where they go for the descent. If you could do a road trip and just get that picture for me, that would be spot on. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Looking curiously, maybe one of you with a torch and one of you with a magnifying glass, getting ready. (laughs) (laughs) How are you with enclosed spaces? Are you claustrophobic at all, Janine? It massively that's why the film scared the shit out of me hugely claustrophobic yeah. but all of the cave stuff was done in Pinewood Studios none of it's real <sighs> see there we go safe then at least I'm... you're not gonna just from that little snippet been... I know I'm gonna be reading this book as well yeah. <laughs> let's say <laughs> you say that and like it, it makes complete sense as soon as you said you would have never imagined it on your own when someone's like, yeah of course who would have ensured you to go and film in this cave what if there'd yeah. really been horrible blind monsters down there I did see. Yeah. Was there like a? Did Neil share like an uh, international uh, DVD cover from the Descent, or was that you? <laughs> there was like a, D- was a promotional the poster or DVD one. cover. Yeah, was that right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. Um, I uh, somebody sent that to me. <laughs> wow! Okay. And said you should you should show Neil this, and uh, and then Neil managed <laughs> to find one that was like that for Dog Soldiers as well, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! Uh, oh wait, yeah. so it was it was naughty, not a not a. It wasn't just no, like an international it's, it's, poster. It's just it is just that there's the not it is the actual film. They have so it's not like a porno version of. Oh, but it's like okay, the okay, film, okay. The film covers got like yeah, like naked ladies and stuff on the front <laughs> because there's loads of naked ladies in those films. Obviously. It's an all female cast. This film. How are we going to market that? Don't you worry about it. I've got the best. <laughs> I've, got an, I've got an idea. Where's Dog soldiers. One woman character in it, two, two one. women characters, one. And oh, then... two, well, the, one at the beginning. One yeah, at the so, beginning, yeah. yeah. Two, Are we going to market that yeah. as well? That sounds like the opposite. Yeah. Just do the same. Yeah. Just do the same. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's weird when this <laughs> stuff sort of comes out of the <laughs> out of the shadows, though, isn't it? Um, yeah. So I'm glad you're there collating it. Yeah, yeah. Look, really, really looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, any listeners, be sure to go and follow Janine on all social platforms because 
there are lots of updates and it's good i like it very exciting <laughs> um i guess we should do just like a little bit of horror news because one big piece of news is something that affects all of us which is the fright fest 2023 lineup has been confirmed and announced and horror hangout podcast me andy and luke condor with a k will all be attending the entire event from start to finish um are we going to get official horror hangout t-shirts hats and shoes <laughs> are we wearing I mean, the whole shebang? i mean at least at least one of those things maybe yeah. one of us will have one of them each so which one do you want <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so if you're there and you see us definitely come and say hello because we'll be in uniform we'll be in we'll be in horror hangar uniform just in case you know anyone doesn't recognize us because you know of course they will of course they yeah, will obviously. without the t-shirts yeah. <laughs> that's why we put the podcast on youtube you know otherwise so you can see and make sure you know voice. exactly what we look like no i like to be I like to be anonymous when they say you sneak into these things people don't see you come in until they yeah, read your exactly. t-shirt of course <laughs> So super exciting. Andy's already done like a, a part one uh, write up of, of like a preview of some of the films that are being shown. Um, there are going to be a couple more parts to that. I think we're also going to do like a bit of a bonus episode as well, aren't we? Where, where we kind of talk about things. Yeah, we'll do in... some we'll do some more coverage. We're going to spread it over the next couple of weeks and then I'm going to load my watch list as I did. Anyone who's read the first preview piece already. Um, thanks. If you haven't, it's on our Patreon, but it doesn't require you to have a Patreon account or subscribe to us. It's yeah. there free for everyone. Where there are trailers for the movies that I picked out from the first set, you can go and watch the trailer. You can see the posters. And I've had a little section underneath as to where would I know these people from? So what of the what of the behind the camera and in front of the camera people done before? So you can do a little bit of pre-watching, do a little bit of prep, or if you're unable to attend in person because you live thousands of miles away, um, you can see what you can watch instead to try and get into the mindset and join in. I'm going to try and watch as many of the pre-watch things as I can. It is extensive coverage, I will say, Andy. Very, very good work. Um, any films in particular you're looking forward to, Janine? Uh, Founders Day. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That is... I like, I like a good slasher. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to um, the... Japanese horror documentary, which is called J-Horror? The J-Horror Virus? J-Horror Virus, that's right, yeah. So I was kind of hyped for that anyway. And then when I realised it was being shown as well, I was very, very excited about that. There was a couple of um, documentaries I'll be looking forward to seeing. Uh, Dr. Jekyll, of course. Um, Andy Edwards' Punch. Uh, Looking forward to a bit of Punch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Some screeners and some classics as well, right? We were seeing The Exorcist on on the big screen yep. and the conjuring as well because it turns 10 this year um so yeah there's absolutely loads loads of for us to for us to get our teeth into um so yeah try and it, hopefully within the next week or so we'll put out a sort of bonus episode talking about the the lineup completely but uh yeah janine you're you're attending as well so we're gonna meet in person for the first time probably get a little yeah. photo together you know um, I would imagine so. Yeah, I'd imagine. So, I might. Yeah. I might have the horror hangout shoes on just in case. <laughs> oh, I'll get the shoes. Yeah, if you could. That'd Limited be, edition. That'd be spot on. Lim- only I mean, one gonna, pair made. We'll save this, Janine, and then in a few years' time, when you're, you know, treading the Hollywood Walk of Fame and stuff like that, and they're like, "This is a picture of us with Janine Pipe in uh, at Fright Fest yeah. 2023." I'm still calling her every day, saying, "Can you get me a role in your new, uh, in your new film?" 
Leave me alone. Uh, oh wait, I just thought another one, another documentary. There's a documentary about the movie Wreck, Terror Without Pools. Oh, Initially, yes, I thought it was a yeah. new Wreck film when I saw the poster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. It's well. such a lineup as well. So there, there are what seventy films being screened. I don't know if that is including or excluding like the shorts as one thing or reached individual. But that's yeah. a lot of things going on. I feel Ben that this is going to require a spreadsheet so we can max. I mean, I'm not against us seeing a film together. I'm hanging around with two of my friends for a, for a weekend. <laughs> yeah. We can see a film together at some point. Like, right? What is the highest percentage we can cover of this? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, well, we, I, I do a... intend to be running around a lot over the This weekend, is our first time. But you've been before, haven't you, Ginny? Yes, so I last yeah. year, yeah. Okay. So we're going to be official Fright Fest virgins. We're going to be doing all, all the touristy stuff, posing on the steps. Me and Andy yeah. draped, across, down, draped across each side of the steps. Luke yeah. in the middle, maybe. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, looking forward to it, definitely. Um, Okay, other piece of horror news is, this is a very Andy Conduit-Turner flavoured piece of news, if that's the right way of describing it. There's a teaser trailer for Godzilla Minus One. You know I watched that immediately. (laughs) Yeah, the next official uh, announcement, which is that Toho's next movie is titled Godzilla Minus One, uh, the first Japanese-produced Godzilla horror film since Shin Godzilla. When did that come yeah, out? I, en- I enjoyed Shin Godzilla. I'd have to check the date. It's longer ago than you'd think. Mm. So set in post-war Japan, Godzilla Minus One will once again show us a Godzilla that is terrifying and an overwhelming force. What? That doesn't sound like Godzilla. Uh, which you <laughs> already get a sense of from the teaser trailer and the poster, apparently. Um, but yeah, it, it's a very, like, I really like the teaser poster as well. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, so that is coming out um November the third, and we'll get a theatrical yeah. re- release in the US on December the first. So, Japan, November the third. How do you feel about this, Andy? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Trailer looked really good. I really enjoyed Shin Godzilla because it has the opposite of the problem I have in a lot of films where the situations are fine. I can suspend my disbelief of a lot of things. I can see ghoulies from beyond the stars and all sorts but I just hate it when people are shit at their jobs in stuff whereas in in, in Shin Godzilla I feel like everyone's trying their best to do a good job and it's a bit bureaucratic and everything but everyone's there isn't like oh the bad senator that's digging their heels in everyone's just trying the hardest not to be killed by a Godzilla Um, and you know I don't mind Godzilla being a monster I my favorite ones growing up as where is like you know friendly Godzilla who helps people against other monsters and in fact for the upcoming US centric series of Godzilla I've recorded a a bite sized episode about that speculating as to who the new baddie's going to be in Godzilla are we saying Godzilla X-Kong yeah. or Cross-Kong or whatever that is X-Kong but, yeah, Godzilla X-Kong I'm, I'm here for it I'm interested in it but it can yeah. get in the bin compared to a Toho Godzilla which I love <laughs> original like Godzilla is, is so much fun we need to share that bite-sized episode. Uh, are you a Godzilla fan, Janine? Do you like the big bloke? I don't mind Godzilla. Um, I don't think I've watched a film for years. So in my mind, it would be the really like old black and white ones and stuff, probably the ones I would have watched as a kid. Uh, Not a 1998 Matthew Broderick Godzilla? 
I have seen that. I have seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> He's tiny, though, isn't he? Not my favourite to... of the monsters, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. you know, it, 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 they're usually quite good fun, though, as as long mm. as you suspend your belief with it all, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Andy, how does that god the 1998 Godzilla size up to a usual Godzilla? Um, the size of Godzilla changes, but much smaller typically. I think yeah. in early 2000s Godzilla Final Wars which has all of them in it it was one of the late last ones that particular studio did for a long time they have the American Godzilla in it oh, yeah. so it's it's considered that there is another monster that was mistaken for in the Japanese continuity they say that a monster that looked a bit like Godzilla and was mistaken for Godzilla attacked New York and they just call it Zilla or something like that and in Godzilla Final Zilla. Wars it gets um control of this monster is taken by aliens and actual Godzilla smashes him into the Sydney Opera House and then vaporizes him. Nice. Yeah. It's what he <laughs> would deserve. Very weird face. He's got a very big like Jimmy Hill chin that God- Godzilla and he's like alright? <laughs> yeah. right? I still remember the story. I forget which I heard this on a podcast but um, apparently <clears throat> when the when the team unveiled what the Godzilla was going to look like to the um, to the Japanese executives, they had it like they had some ceremony about showing them what it looked like, and they brought them all in for this meeting. They flew them all over; they were all there to meet them, and they had like the model, the scale model of what their Godzilla was going to look like underneath, um, you know, like a cloth. Like they were going to unveil it like a sculpture, and apparently they unveiled it and. The the rumors speculate as to how long it was, but they apparently st- sat in silence for about five minutes and didn't <laughs> say anything. And then they had to just leave and go away and say, "Well, we'll talk to you about this tomorrow." <laughs> and they left. And then they came back the next day, and they were like, <sighs> "Oh no!" You have to look up they... what that trivia is. I will look it up and report back. At least they stuck to their guns. Story along those lines, yeah, and didn't change it like Sonic. Um, okay, next. Arguably, piece... that was for the best. Definitely. Next piece of news is that the original Clock Tower game is being remastered by WayForward. It never ever got a, a release in like US and Europe. It was J- Japan only, wasn't it? The point and click adventure game, horror game. Um, this was during the limited run games announcement for this week. Um, yeah, I think horror game fans are eating good. Even the ones, even the games that aren't as sort of mainstream as others, seem to be getting some major releases so this is very very exciting i was familiar with the clock tower games from like ps1 and ps2 so this one i was never particularly familiar with but this is the original right andy yeah it is i've never played clock tower one because i don't speak japanese um but played clock tower three an awful lot on the play i think i finished that bad boy um yeah i'm looking forward to this remake i'm looking forward to it a lot and i might be inspired to go and do the whole series this would be a good slasher film right Cocktail, yeah, guy's got a big pair of scissors. They're perfect for slashing. Guy with a massive, ridiculous pair of scissors, bigger, bigger than like the burning shears as well. And they? they're like obnoxiously big. Yeah, obnoxiously big, like big giant scissors. <laughs> he's in a house. I hope he's not running with them. Maybe that's why the first one's a point and click adventure. I don't think you can. You can't run with them, you can, can you? you? Walk ever because you have to walk around ever so carefully, and maybe that's the trick. You have to trick him in the game into running. Which, yeah. if our lessons at school taught us anything, means you'll immediately be killed, I guess, if you do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> pair of scissors, it's like netball. If you take more than three steps, that is it. <laughs> head just, your head's just going to explode. You're done for. 
Um, that's exciting. And then the last piece of news I got is that Jordan Peele presents Out There Screaming, an anthology of new black horror book with loads of short stories in, um, which sounds very, very interesting, very exciting. He's not, not, um, he, he's not happy enough with directing awesome movies. Then getting into the world of podcasting. Now he's getting into the world of books and short stories. He's just trying to hit horror from all angles, and he's trying to take over horror. God, give leave some for the rest of us, Jordan Peele. Um, but yeah, this this does sound really interesting. I'll probably be checking it out. Um, loads of choices from in, very interesting um, smaller authors as well as sort of well known names. So yeah, this sounds good. Here for it. Sounds good. Yeah here for it as well definitely um and who knows some of these could be good enough and maybe they'll develop it be how he develops some of his future films as well yeah it could be a good source of stuff to adapt right yeah most definitely the okay, other I mean, thing we should probably touch on ben yes because yes. it affects us all in a less positive way than fright fest for those following the general hollywood and movie news we know that the writer's strike has been going on for um few weeks now i think nico and i spoke about it on the insidious episode so that's that's mm. going back a little while now it's been a month or maybe two at this point but as of what was it late last week the american screen actors guild have also voted to go on strike which means um pretty much most films that were not already in post-production at this point um have shut down those that are, are still going actors will not be promoting them um, in the normal way as well. So obviously the whole marketing push that we're going to see for a lot of films coming out is going to change. So for anyone who's not keeping their finger on exactly what release schedules are and everything, I think for anything that's coming to mainstream releases, certainly cinema releases and probably a lot of streaming service releases as well, you'll Mm -hmm. anything that's imminently out um, will probably come out on schedule, but we're going to hit a patch where nothing's coming out for a while or we'll see studios start to scramble and see things they've got in the can that they just never found a slot for will start to be mm. unearthed and put out, which fundamentally means a lot of things. Most importantly, as frustrating as it is, if something you're looking forward to doesn't come out, people should be paid properly and you know have proper working conditions. So much like with anything else, Certainly from my side, you guys are allowed to disagree with me, but I think people should be paid properly. And our inconvenience of things is probably secondary to people not having decent job security and some of the things they're being put through as well. But it doesn't mean you might be waiting a little bit longer for a few things. Mm. Well, content is endless. So maybe yeah. a little break from it <laughs> will make us realize it was just a few how much minutes we love to catch it. up on some other stuff as well. But yeah, yeah. It, yeah, in all seriousness, there's loads of things coming out. And obviously, it could mean a lot of things. It could mean we see a rise in the popularity or eyes coming on to, looking for a positive here, on independent things that are coming out yes. outside of the big studio system. And mm-hmm. it could be a really good opportunity to have more people see things that maybe would have gone under the radar before. Mm. Yeah, every cloud. Every cloud. Um Okay, I mean, apart from that, I haven't got any other news for us to discuss. Um, just what we've been watching. So it can be anything from the last seven days, horror or horror adjacent. Of course, it's been a little while since you've been on the show, Janine. So don't feel 
um, inclined to list everything you've seen since then. But if there's any, <laughs> if there's anything at all that horror wise, new or old that you've seen recently um, that you wanted to to shine a light upon. Oh God, um, what have I watched recently? Uh, I rewatched Lake Mungo a couple of nights ago. Oh, oh yes, okay. I watched that a few think, weeks yeah. ago. Andy, you watched it recently, uh, didn't you? Yeah, just a couple of weeks back. What did you think, Janine? Uh, I mean, this is actually a film that Neil recommended to me um, last year, and I watched it and was just absolutely blown away by it. Um, and then I, I, I was supposed to be talking about it for another podcast, um, which has been postponed, but I rewatched it for that and just loved it, probably even more than the first time I watched it, because you're cut off so you can see all the breadcrumbs that are being dropped all the way through. And it's just one of those films where... I can kind of see why it's a little bit polarizing and that some people just feel it's too much of a slow burn and it doesn't have a payoff for you. you know, yes, it is. You have to invest in it. But when you actually look at it and just how how many different twists and turns there are and the how ambiguous certain bits are and then that ending, which is just such a punch in the face, really. It's just, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's brilliant. Yeah. I can't say much fairer than that, Jimmy. I think similarly, I thought... <laughs> I can't really describe it as things that happened there that are... Like, it's not scary in the same sense that something jumping out at you is scary. It's just a deeply yep. unsettling film, right? Yes. And those yes. little faces... I think I, a couple of weeks ago, I likened it to Ben, is that, you know, when sometimes you'll just see, like, uh, in a crime reconstruction when you were a kid watching crime watch and like just that sinister look that you get when you see a frozen face on like the cctv or they do yeah generally one of my biggest fears growing up as a kid was the e-fits they used to do yeah, of, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. this is what obviously a person with a big composite face like that coming at you ever so scary but um um very niche yeah. fear it's like a real yeah ben has quicksand i did not like photo fits um yeah so um yeah, I found it a deeply unsettling, but incredibly well made. Like, really, yeah. really, mm. they use every frame of the thing they put together so effectively. Yeah. And I think also, as well, just having people who genuinely, great skill as an actor, right? Like, to just, you appear like a normal person doing a talking head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's it comes brilliant. Across, Absolutely brilliant. Comes across really well, comes across really genuine as well, doesn't it? So. Anything else recently? Is that the only thing would you say? You know, when you know that you watch hundreds of things, but now yeah. that you've asked me, I can't think of a single thing that I've ever no. watched. <laughs> that you've ever watched? What's that? that? I've ever watched. Oh, never I heard of it. Um, Project Wolf Hunting. Have you seen that yet? Oh, yeah. Got it on my list. It's Korean, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant they oh, are one of the biggest blood budgets i've ever seen they use oh, wow. being a red it was two and a half tons of blood or something like that it is literally all the way through so it's like have you seen the raid yeah yeah so it's like that you know it's got all like the fighting and the, the amazing stuff but sort of like with um just like <laughs> like the shining with the blood coming through <laughs> the elevator amount of blood with every fight it's just it's brilliant honestly it's batshit crazy from start to finish you have to watch it it's amazing i will i mean 
So my question for you, Janine, on that one for Project Wolf Undo in particular, did you go subtitles or did you have a dubbed copy you could watch? Oh, God, subtitles. I cannot stand dubbed copies. <laughs> it has to be subtitles. Yeah, it's just not right, is it? No. No. Andy, anything that you've seen this week you wanted to give I checked a Checked off a few off the old list, Ben, just a couple. Um, Good. One, I've been going on Tubi a bit recently because they've got some hidden gems mm. on there. Um, it's free service. They don't have it in the UK yet, but if you have a VPN so you can pretend to be a country that does, you can <laughs> watch that there. <laughs> so um, I watched 2015's Your Fear, Ben, not EFITs like mine. I watched a, fear, a, a, a film called The Sand from 2015 oh. where a load of teenagers being irresponsible, having a booze up on, on a beach one night before they go away for spring break. They wake up in the morning after getting all tanked up. And funnily enough, only the people that were on structures, like in a car or in the lifeguard tower, are still there. Everyone else has mysteriously disappeared. Oh. And it very quickly turns out they've been slurped off into the sand. Not the sand. Isn't yeah. there like a, a new quicksand movie on Shudder as well? Did I not see that advertised? Oh, yes. I haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. That. A lovely double bill. More the sand films. The sand followed by quicksand. There we go. Quicksand, yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched the sand. And then after we talked about it the other week, I uh, carried on in memory of the recently departed Julian Sands. Um, I watched Warlock not long ago. I watched Warlock 2, colon, The Armageddon from 1993. <laughs> oh my God, what a oh and, and I tell you what, this film goes far harder than you think it, it would ever have the business doing, right? <laughs> have either of you seen this? No, I've not seen that. Right. I don't think I've seen Warlock. Allow me to set this. I mean, Warlock is, you think it's going to be quite camp and silly. And in many ways it is. Like the main heroine of the film in the first one spends two thirds of the film aged like she slowly gets older and older until so she's a really old lady for a little bit until she breaks the curse with her because when he first meets her the warlock the titular warlock he curses her to age 20 years every day um so this uh, this woman who is probably in her early 20s when is, is playing like an 80 year old before she ends up curing that bit and there's loads of this crazy magic stuff that goes on. Richard E. Grant is like a witch hunter who also travels forward in time to get him. It's madness. <laughs> Warlock 2, it goes so incredibly hard. We begin with like a medieval scene where there is deadite level possession, someone thrashing around on a table about to be sacrificed. There's these factions that are warring and people are getting arrowed in the eyes and all sorts of really bloody violent <laughs> stuff. And what is like, you would expect it almost to be like, Think of the title, like a 1990s sort of magical thriller, like The Warlock. It's going to be like, you're thinking He-Man Masters of the Universe, really, yeah. but you're not. Um, the, these terrible things happen, and then literally within 15 minutes of the film, um, a woman getting ready for a night out, suddenly this weird spell or this curse takes hold, and she quickly um, carries to full term and then births on her dining room table, all fully in camera, uh, a big, horrible placenta monster which eats her sweet little dog and then becomes fully adult, fully naked um, Julian Sands. We get um, <laughs> former former guest and friend of the show, Alice Taylor Matthews, would be happy to come and join me. So you get full frontal male nudity in this film. 
Full front on Julian's um, fans. Yeah. And before you know it, he's putting people's eyes out. There are it is it goes hard on the gore. It is one of the goriest nineties um movies that I was not expecting it for because he's on a mission from Satan to gather mm. before Thanos did it, Julian Sands was doing it as the Warlock 2, Armageddon. Um that's he's given seriously he's given a couple hair. of days, couple of days to go and gather all of these infinity stones. They're not called infinity stones. But they're just these magic stones. He has to gather them all up. And then there's a young couple who, much as their much as the, the girl's dad doesn't want her to have anything to do with it, only they are the chosen ones that can defeat the devil. Um, yeah. That's 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 what it's about. It is absolutely crackers. It's um, absolutely crackers. And then I like how you went from I, watching The Sand to watching Julian Sands. Julian Sands. But then sadly ruining that, apart from the film of the week, I watched the two sequels to the film of the week, Hostel, um, which I guess I'll, I should talk about maybe at the end after we've talked about the film itself because yeah. it follows on from them. And then I also finally got round to playing that Alone in the Dark um, demo that came oh, yeah. out in the new game that's coming out. Jesus Christ, is short. It is, was, have you played it? I was about to say this. I was like, I thought I genuinely, I thought I did it before wrong. it starts. I thought I'd genuinely done it wrong. You play as like a little (laughs) girl. You walk down some stairs. There's a bit of a jump scare. This monster comes out and you have to push a bear over, a stuffed bear, (laughs) to get over the water. And then, before you know it, Jodie Comer and um, what's his chops? Hellboy turns up. And um, that's that's it. it. The end. Have I done something wrong? Have I accidentally straight-lined this demo? No. It took me like 30 minutes to download it. And then, and then it's over. So, like, so this minutes. is fifteen gig. What's in here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Horrific. Is that it, though, Andy? Did you say that's it? That's it. Okay. That's it. How about you, Ben? The only things I've got for this week is I did a bit of a insidious completion, mission completion of Insidious. So I'd only ever seen one and two. So I watched chapter three. Uh, I watched The Last Key, and then last night I went to the cinema to watch The Red Door, which we discussed a bit last week because we discussed Patrick Wilson's um, the fact that he's in the movie, he directed the movie, and he sings on a song in the movie as well. So we're like, he's he does it all, you know. He's he's got his fingers in every single little pie like that. Um, you didn't know this, Ben, but you know when you watched the uh, credits at the end of Insidious, when you, when you saw the words coming up there with the, the titles, <laughs> Patrick yeah. Wilson typed those out. <laughs> yeah, he did by hand. It's true. <laughs> he just copied and pasted his name nine hundred times. That was it. Um, so I don't know how if either of you two have seen all of the Insidious films or just some of them. Um, here's my brief rundown and opinion. I think the first one like gets the introduces us to what the world of Insidious is about. Um, I kind of when I first watched it, I didn't like Lin Shay and those other two guys, the sidekicks to her psychic, um, Specs and the other one. I didn't really like those two or her very much. However, now I've watched all the films, I'm like, they probably are the best bit about the whole series, because I think the rest of it, I think the second one is a bit derivative, and um, it's derivative of loads of things. It kind of goes in so many different directions, and it sort of rips off The Shining for a bit. Um, the third one is a bit more interesting because it's just it's a, steps away from that family from Patrick Wilson's family. Um, 
but I I prefer this one to chapter two. I think I think it's got a few good scares and Lin Shay like really comes into her own. Like she goes into the fervor and like fighting demons with her hands and stuff, boxing <laughs> fisty cuffs. Um, so yeah, I thought that one was all right. But still, I, I feel like there are a lot better films. There are a lot a lot of films that get a much get the same sort of formula much more correct. The last key was a bit of a mess. Like I didn't really work out what kind of film. It started off as one thing, then it moved on to another, and then the final act was a completely different film. It felt like to me, it was very, very mismatched all over the place. Um, however, the Red Door, which I don't think has been getting that very good reviews, obviously, it's kind of kind of works a bit like a legacy sequel where it's a uh, a sequel to the first and second films with all those characters in it. I kind of really enjoyed it. So it's directed by Patrick Wilson. And I feel like you can really see his love for the franchise and the characters going into this. Um, and it just feels like, you know, when you watch something made by James Wan or you watch something like a horror film made by James Wan or a horror made by Lee, what's the surname? Andy <laughs> Lee Wano. Well, Lee well. Yeah. Yeah. When you watch, it's kind of got a certain something to it where you're like, I can identify this as being from those filmmakers. And it feels like all of most of that goes out of the window. And Patrick Wilson kind of, it's a really interesting family story. There's a lot of stuff about PTSD and like repressed memories as well as like the ghosty stuff. And then it's got like the, the greatest hits, if you like, of Insidious with old lipstick man, whatever he's called. You would <laughs> have he PTSD, called? but he, Mr. Insidious. That's what I call Mr. Him. Insidious, that guy. Um, yeah, and I kind of liked it. And it does kind of like force in like, oh, Lin Shay, even though we killed her in the first film, here she is in the fifth film. She's been in every film. <laughs> why do they, they, I bet they're kicking themselves. They're like, one earth. Did why we did kill you let character? Patrick Wilson strangle her in the first one? Yeah, obviously, spoilers <laughs> for Insidious, apologies. Um, but yeah, I was, it's I mean, I don't think. How old? You're I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't say this film's like great, but I think for, for a franchise that kind of, doesn't have too many high moments. I feel like this, it ends on a high. Um, okay. So yeah, I'd rec- I'd recommend it if you're a fan of the franchise. The main question for me, Ben, is do we get much out of the often overlooked, even by the ghosts, brother of... Yeah, there's a bit more of the brother, you know? Foster. Foster he's, still, for all... he's still a bit overlooked. However, he's, he's there. He's, he's knocking about. Um, I haven't forgiven the film since that. Same actor as well. Same actor. He's like, he's like, oh, did really well on my spelling test this week, and it's like, like <laughs> that's the hardest thing that happens. We to don't him. give like, a shit. Your these... brother's in a coma. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be in a coma soon if you're not <laughs> careful. He's uh, such a good, he's such a good boy, and he doesn't get any attention. Good for him. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that that is it for me. I've been on a, an insidious speed run. Um, but yeah, p- apart from that, it's the film of the week, which is Hostel, a feel good, <laughs> a real feel good, warm. It gives you a warm feeling inside watching this. It makes you go, I want to travel the world. Um, so Hostel is a 2005 horror film written and directed by Eli Roth, starring Jay Hernandez, Derek Richardson, Epor Johnson. Um, so. One key thing is it is executive produced by Quentin Tarantino and at the very start of the film, it says Quentin Tarantino presents. So you go, what? 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 I can't believe it. Obviously, there was a brief period of time where him and Eli Roth were. What would you say? He was his. I don't want to say protege. It sounds a bit. BFFs. BFFs. Yeah. The technical term. Yeah. Technical term. Because um, this because when did Inglorious Bastards come out? Around about this time, right? 
I think so. I mean, um, in geological terms, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Similar um, era. Definitely. <laughs> Same sort of phones. Uh, so this film follows a group of American tourists as they end up in Slovakia, where they are... Ve- There's always spoilers in these synopsis. This is where they are taken in by an organization that's, I'm going to say, very shady. It basically yeah. says, says the says the plot there um so yeah this obviously came out in 2005 and then spawned as you mentioned two sequels andy 2007's hostel part two and hostel part three 2011 i've not seen either of those but do i remember was there something with a bathtub and like a slicey in the in in hostel in one of them there was wasn't there there is a bathtub and a slicey in the second i've seen a clip of that and i think i enjoyed that clip more so than i enjoyed any of this film um so, so there I don't we go. Know you would enjoy. I mean, this isn't part of this film. We'll talk about it now. Even if you wanted to kill people as a as a hobby, because you've experienced the the highs and lows of life, and there are no such thing as real cenobites in the hostel verse. But what well, do you want? Someone's blood over you in a bath? Well, I don't know. Certainly not. Have you seen the conditions that these these places are? It's <laughs> yeah. not as if there's a lovely shower room next door. A lovely plunge because you're going to want to rinse that off. No, it's a pressure washer <laughs> around around the back. Can I also mention <laughs> yeah. another thing? Right? Have you seen the poster where it's like a, a man holding a chainsaw phallically? He's holding it like it's his appendage, and it's like a sort of side profile. Have you seen this poster? Don't want to do Who that. is you that guy? Foot, you might you might get your foot. <laughs> This not guy, a sensible way to use tools, is it? <laughs> this guy has got like the most chiselled face. He's got almost like some sort of like leather sex mask on. Who is that guy? Because the only guy who wields a chainsaw in this is like some useless dweeb. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he Mr. Bean's it. <laughs> Mr. Bean, yeah. <laughs> oh no, whoopsie. It's, wow. It's, wow. T- it's not very Mr. Bean. It's it's Frank Spencer. If you played the theme tune to <laughs> some other do have them over over the torture sequence, it would work. <laughs> what? Yeah, some people some people dress as like surgeons, some people wear their leather mask, he just puts his little beret on and his roller skates. <laughs> You just roll a skate through the streets of Slovakia with those little <laughs> kids chasing after him. Well, yeah, because there's yeah. dangerous, there's dangerous stunts in some others to have him. He could have avoided that car when it crashed into all, all of the <laughs> people towards the end. When um, it mowed this. Oh, look, there's all my enemies. Run them over in one. <laughs> there's all my enemies in one go. I can immediately get them all with one. That's good. Um, okay, so ratings <laughs> so There's wise, only 10 minutes left, quick. <laughs> ratings wise, this has got a 5.9 on IMDb. On Rotten Tomatoes, 59% critic score, 53% audience score, 2.7 on Letterboxd. And some choice reviews from Letterboxd. Wade says, this is Saul's wacky cousin. Two and a half stars. Um, Josiah Morgan says, primarily a comedy rooted in the inversion of the psychedelic realist horror that jolted us through the 90s, enforced by the post-2001 panic. Five stars. I mean, it's a great review. More academic thought into that than it perhaps deserves, Joel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Movie Boy says, Eli Roth pitching this movie. Okay, so it's a horror movie where the monster is Europeans. It's like generic Europeans as well, because everyone at one point, everyone's speaking German. And uh, do you think it just suffers from that rule where Americans go, I'm holidaying in Europe? And it's like, well, where do you mean? Do you mean Paris or do you mean Skegness? 
Which one is it? Uh, to a degree, and just um, Europe, yeah, yeah, generic Europe. Europe that one, that one country. Well, they're in Amsterdam at the beginning, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And what, Implying what, 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 that all there is to do in Amsterdam is to do <laughs> is to do weed or have sex with prostitutes. Do weed. Go on. That's it. Um, and then final review. Lizzie says starts off as an intensely alpha energy piece of bro dude man schlock. That is almost completely hides the fact that it grows into one of the dirtiest, grisliest slashers in its vein. Four stars. So, an interesting cross section there. I think. Um, what is everybody's relationship with this film? Did Did you both see it like when it came out back in two thousand and five? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like the. Would you say like the jewel in the crown of the? torture porn like sort of movie thing it was the most mainstream of those films wasn't it yes and it's certainly the one that immediately comes to mind if you Mm -hmm. mention the word torture porn it's immediately Eli Roth immediately hostile um and I hadn't seen it again for quite a few years um I had got parts of hostile mixed up with hostile too and was disappointed that it was hostile and not hostile too that we were watching um, and I have to say, I don't know whether I'm more jaded now or whether I've seen too much, but I was like, where's all the good stuff, you know, because this is such a grisly film, you know, it was, it's yeah. banned in so many places. And I was just like, kept waiting for some really horrific stuff to happen. And it never did. Mm. In my I opinion. Think, <laughs> maybe I think I've watched might, too yeah. much sick stuff. <laughs> Yeah, maybe a bit jaded. Yeah, maybe we have because I kind of felt the same. Maybe we have seen too many things because the amount yeah. of films we've seen where we're like, "This is gonna have you throwing up." You're not gonna be able to look at the screen when this happens. Um, yeah, there wasn't really anything. Even the things that I think, looking back at it, you think that is probably the most memorable moment from this film. Even that, I was a bit like, eh, "It's fine, standard." Yeah. Yeah. I was disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, I think the things that I genuinely found myself wincing away from was the dialogue in the first half. It was like, you can't say that. Oh, my God. No, like I can't tell you any of the things that I really winced at because I would immediately be cancelled. <laughs> it's like there is there is there is um, there is a scene like it, it and, and the night out in Amsterdam and the nightclub they have where they use things which are genuinely considered slurs now covering race, learning ability, and yeah. and sexuality within one single scene. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing, like obviously it reminded me of like an like an American teen comedy at this point. But... <laughs> these are the American these are the American pie dudes. Of yeah, but not, but, went, but not played for laughs. Wrong. So not played rather for laughs. Than, so it's just so so oh, no. strange. Yeah, rather than having sex with the interesting like European exchange student, they meet the European exchange student in Europe and are murdered as a result. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how are we supposed to feel like we're rooting for anybody or wanting anybody to get through this? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how we're supposed to think that. I mean, a character is introduced at one point and then ends up being involved towards the end as well. And maybe that's the character we're supposed to be hoping survives. But apart from that, like the three main dudes, so um, Paxton, 
Josh, and is it Ollie the Icelandic? Ollie, yeah. I want to say, yeah. dude, he's he's a man in his forties, right? He said he says he's got he says he's got a family. He's just yeah, I got a family. Yeah. I'm just I'm just out here, out here chilling. It's just like wow, very strange. Um, but yeah, big divorced all... energy on him though. Big divorce there. Oh yeah, massive divorced energy. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dad's <laughs> taking a divorce. Well, where's he gone? Apparently he's in Amsterdam right now. Yeah, he's turned 40 <laughs> and he's like, right, that's it. Off to Amsterdam to hang out with some 20-year-olds. How do you know he's gone? Well, his coat's missing and he loves that coat. Where, he would be <laughs> everywhere. He's, he's the only one that's got a coat anything like this. You ask anywhere else in the single country of Europe, Did if you... you see someone wearing an orange jacket like that, it's him. Did or you notice? it's his coat. If you see a stranger wearing that coat, you're accused <laughs> of stealing it. Where do you get that coat from? The coat, the coat scene is a rip-off of Home Alone, lost in, lost in New York. The airport scene when he's chasing after his dad, who's who he thinks well. is his dad, but he's wearing the same coat. I was like, you can't rip off Home Alone like this. Except rather than an airport, they chases him through a museum of torture. The guy didn't even seem like he wanted to go in a museum of torture. He just doesn't look like... at any of the exhibits. He just kind of goes in and marches through. I was like, oh, Ooh. someone told me I've got to go and see the museum of torture. So better go then. Just yeah i mean someone's given him that coat from ollie and gone no go out in it test it out i don't want to i've yeah. got nowhere to go today go around the museum of torture <laughs> got a new exhibit on all right but i'm not stopping to read the plaques i'm literally just walking through fine get as fast yeah. as possible speed walking they're running after him and they can't catch him i just think it's not yeah it's not aged gracefully has it and i think but everything from the dialogue, the characters, the scenarios too, even the there's, I mean, there's not a great amount of tension, it's not you know, we, so many films have kind of got this sort of situation right, which is how many films have we seen where people are, rich people are paying to to mutilate uh, the normal folk <laughs> I don't know um, there's obviously a lot more of those sort of films now and even like films with with really intense moments of gore as well that yeah maybe like almost 20 years later 18 years later it's just that shock factor has kind of been dulled down a little bit possibly mm. yeah which is yeah, yeah. I and i don't know well. as i, mean, I said it this comes is the... to it yeah like you know the idea politically where you stand and that the i guess the world view is something that we probably become more sensitive to in the world i know that in 2005, when it came out, I recall from the day I saw this at the cinema, and I remember it being in all oh, the Slovakian tourist board are not happy with them making this film. And at the time, when you're a teenager, it comes oh, what they're making a fuss about. Now you can look back and say, yeah, kind of would have been pissed off. Kind of been a bit. Can I just begin? Actually, Ben, we're going to try and re- redress the balance a little bit today. Can I tell you a little bit about TravelSafety.org and what they have to say overall about Slovakia? Yes, please. <laughs> um, well, they actually say that Slovakia is a very, very safe country and has low rates of crime, even by European standards, and wow. that violent crime is nearly unheard of in the in the country. So actually, about... everyone, don't let this film put you off. Slovakia, very nice. Good weather. What about gangs of like kids from Oliver Twist? Um, yes. It doesn't it doesn't mention them. <laughs> It doesn't mention that they exist, although you know what they do have? Over 1,600. 1,600 of Mineral Springs. 
Very nice. Over 1,000 <laughs> mineral springs and within its borders. You know what made 2, that work 000, for me? 2,000 caves. So ever so interesting. Oh, well, that's some descent, some descent research in Slovakia. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what I enjoyed the most about you delivering that line was I heard you hit the space bar. <laughs> As you said, you went <laughs> mineral springs. It sounded like that anyway. I did. I like just moved my phone. It like, was over my note. <laughs> like you had a power, like you had a PowerPoint open. Just to go moving, on. moving on. <laughs> no. Well, I've got a few more Slovakia facts, um, which Slovakia we'll come facts. to later. I might, I might save it for, um, I might save it for the quiz at the end. Yes. <laughs> Please do, because name games got... not nigh on impossible, right? I've got, I've got one, maybe two, but I've got, I've got some, I've got, I've got some Slovakia-based quiz for you when we finish oh, to try and redress God. the balance. So is this like, it's Slovakia, but do they have a name like where they are? Yeah, um, they say it's not far from the capital. I don't think so. Not even the middle of nowhere in Slovakia, just yeah. out, just in and around the capital city. Well, got of this really well-developed European country. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So um I guess we should sort of jump into the plot, I guess. Where then. we begin. Where do we begin? Um so two college students, pa- Paxton and Rodriguez. No, Paxton and Josh, just Paxton Rodriguez, sorry. Um I know I mentioned the haircuts already, but there's a lot of wet look gel in this yes. <laughs> in this hair. Um I I, I don't want to say I mean, I'm no longer I'm no longer burdened by hair. However, <laughs> however, I definitely probably had somebody's hair. Josh, my hair is probably more similar to Josh's. Like when I was in school, though, not I wouldn't go out to Europe. <laughs> I wouldn't go out to <laughs> Europe as a whole in general with this haircut. It was just when I was at school. Um, but yeah, and they meet up with their divorced dad friend, <laughs> Ollie Eric. <laughs> All the names in this as well, right? Ollie Ericsson. The two Slovakian women they meet, Natalia and Svetlana. I just feel like these are names that I would have come up with <laughs> like in 2005. Yeah. Give us two Slovakian names. Well, I don't know, Natalia and Svetlana. That's good. Yeah. It's so obvious, yeah. isn't it? Not a lot of thought, yeah. Not a lot of thought. And then, of course, the Icelandic guy, what's his last name going to be? Ericsson. Yeah, that's good. Get it in. Um, um yeah, um, here they are. We, I think we had in the beginning scene, just before we introduced our, our our rowdy boys out there, we had like a little bit over the credits of someone doing some lovely cheerful whistling while they like mop up like a gruesome murder scene. It's like, I don't know why you bothered, mate. Like, if you think that's done, it's not. You want to talk to the owners of this like murder club and probably tell them you probably need more than a an hour a week on your cleaner at this point. Because yeah. <laughs> you might have cleared up the visible mess, but that in a clean room. No. <laughs> um, so when they turn start? around and do a wedding reception in there next weekend, are you? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. So we're in, we begin with the boys in in Amsterdam and they do some... I think the first know, thing we hear things. them say is... Amsterdam, baby. (laughs) (laughs) They're knocking about in Amsterdam, and it's like the most cliched, like caricature of Amsterdam ever. You know, I mean, it is, isn't it? I know it can be like that. 
if <laughs> choose it to be. But this is almost like they've just gone, yeah, this is exactly what Been it's to Amsterdam. Went to a business conference. Everyone rides bikes around all the place. Very pretty. Very nice. Good eateries. <laughs> Good at eateries. No point, I, I at no point when I got off the plane shouted Amsterdam, baby. Just ordered Uber <laughs> quietly. <laughs> You yeah. missed out, Andrew. You missed yeah. out on that. Should have stepped out of the air. I think they you said that they would turn you around and put you back on the plane. <laughs> uh, so they're like in one of those coffee shops, smoking, smoking, smoking a number, smoking a bit of Mary Jane. Um, yeah. And they're talking about, oh, we should go to some museums or something. And they go, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. In fact. At this point, do they say to Josh, oh, geez, you got to stop being such a misery about not being with your um, old girlfriend anymore. You've got to go out there and, you know, sleep with some more people. Yeah, it's all right, I will. And they go to a nightclub, but Josh ruins it by having a bum bag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, that is kind of confusing, isn't it? Because there's, there's another guy with a, with a bum bag in there, or fanny pack, if that's yeah, if that way. Yeah, and they're like, plan. oh, why don't you go and have bum bag sex with him and like jizz all over his file effects or whatever he says, something <laughs> like that. Genuinely, <laughs> one of the only repeatable lines from the from the film, this section. I reckon you having, a, having a bum bag sex with him. Having a bum bag in a nightclub, especially in 2023, I reckon it would you'd be the center of attention. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's more secure, isn't it? That's ever so clever. Incredibly secure. Where do you get those? Things in there. People Swiss be firing Army up their phones and getting on Etsy. Why? Right. Well, hold on. <laughs> Whereas obviously when... <laughs> I, I, I hate so many things about this scene. Number one, they go, hey, where's Ollie? And suddenly they receive a photo of him like in the toilet with a woman taking on a one megapixel camera. <laughs> People have got digital cameras in this as well, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, yeah, they do. I was chatting with someone recently. People used to take digital cameras on nights out and they'd take like 400 photos and just upload them directly to MySpace or whatever. With not even the cloud, not even the cloud, storage. straight to MySpace. I said, You wake up the next day and it'd be like you've been tagged in 95 photos, and most of them maybe Blurred. a chin was, chin was that going that way. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, Ollie has brought out his digital camera, so while having sex, I mean, I'm sure very stimulating sex this one, but he does have time to take the photo, take the memory card out of his camera, put it into his phone, send an MMS message with roaming charges to his American friends in a nightclub. You go, where's Ollie? Oh, here he is. I'm going to say that no one had fun in that toilet, if that's what's happening. Wait there a second, I've just taken a really great photo. Could I just upload it to the... <laughs> God, enjoy yourself. <laughs> Live in the moment, Ollie. Jeez. And they get kicked out. And and when, when they get kicked out, like I said, there's a bit of a fight in there. When they get kicked well, they, out, they, they bump into a man who then shoves him. And then in a complete flip reverse of uh, of character, mild-mannered Josh, <laughs> basically oh, yeah. the glass breaks and briefly becomes Stone Cold Steve Austin. But I kind of like, thought... kicks off on this man. I thought we were going to find out more about this because that happens. And then there's a moment later where someone touches him. He's like, no, 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 no don't touch me. Don't touch me. I thought, okay, interesting character development. We're going to find out a little bit more about why he doesn't like people's hands on him. Do we fuck? <laughs> just a yeah, bit of casual, yeah. just a bit of casual homophobia. We'll check that off the list when we get to it. Oh yeah. But before we, that, before we do that anyway, they, <laughs> they get, thro- they get bounced out of the nightclub and they say, oh, you know, 
it's all uh, I mean I'm paraphrasing here he implies that it is a gay bar which they would not care to visit and says and say that you need a you need one of those fanny packs to get in there because that is an indication of being gay um yeah so that's what they talk about and then they go and I'm not laughing at that particular I'm just laughing no. your explanation of it <laughs> trying to explain it like David Attenborough um, like, why, would having, why would having more storage upon me make me suddenly homosexual? You know, oh, that's the that's how it was in those days. They're unrelated. <laughs> those two things, yeah, completely <laughs> unrelated. Pra- practicality is those things go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not it's not just a gender thing, you know, Ginny. Maybe you can tell us. I wasn't a woman in the um, in the early two thousands. <laughs> Did only homosexual women have pockets in their trousers in those days? Would they be like, if yes. soon as you saw a woman with pockets, like, oh, that's how you know. <laughs> sure sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, then they're, they're not a fan of that. They are a fan of just drinking on the beach. And then they think, oh, I'll tell you what, then let's go to um the red light district to get Josh some more people to have sex with. Uh, and they what are they go... saying? What are they saying to? They're saying some very strange things to the to the girl ladies in the windows as well. Well, they're they? in the windows first, and they fat shame that. I would yeah, say that's not right. Particularly they... overweight woman. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Let's 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 discuss the the body standards of these guys as well. Right. That they they fat shame that woman. I'm not. I, I'm not shaming anyone. But at one point, don't they like look? Up and da- look someone up and down, but the camera moves as if it's supposed to be like our point of view. Yeah, does that happen? That, that we, happens. We, we definitely get something that feels a lot like that, but then that's I think the second one. The first woman is, I don't know, maybe a size fourteen at a push, <laughs> and is a, and they're like, oh my god, the heaviest you could ever they, possibly they... be and still be considered human. Disgusting. <laughs> that's call... like, All right, lads. They... doesn't Paxton call her a hog as well? I'm yeah. like, you've got that much weight of wet look gel in your hair right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For God's I, sake, I, I, feel, I feel that the the I I feel that if someone had been watching this ongoing, even if they'd never thought about doing a hostel before, they might have actually set up that institution to yeah. deal with these guys. Like, well, this oh, is the God. Yeah. I wish there was a way to systemically murder these horrible men. Aren't we at least it's supposed to feel something for somebody? Like I feel like that would be it would be so much more impactful. Hostel two, again, I'm I'm pretty sure I haven't seen it, but I do have different memories of it. But it's 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 women, not it's it's yeah. like yeah, that's right. <laughs> Spoilers. I think Hostel two is probably a fair bit better because the characters are far more sympathetic. But even if we have just like perfect... one more one sympathetic character who's kind of like, oh, come on, guys. They're, they're, really, really they're not. They're not perfect. They have like they have a naivety about traveling the world and what life is, what life might be like, and the dangers of stuff. And people learn or don't learn lessons about that. But none of them are inherently horrid people. Um, whereas these yeah. lads, so they do go into the brothel, and then I think Paxton and Ollie have had a threesome with this woman. They've decided well. Three's three's the maximum capacity of this room, so we'll do it, and then we'll let Josh have a go afterwards. Um, Josh hears like you know someone screaming in a room, pops his head around the door, and it's actually 
a woman beating up another woman. Today, if you watch, you got a pain. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You'd see three POs out of the room. He's like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Like, is this how we like is this the character point where like again josh wildly swinging from kind of naive and and maybe signs that he might be a less confident like a nicer guy maybe a bit more quiet a little bit underspoken to absolute rage fueled machine when he was having that nightclub fight a little while ago the nice guys but, are the ones you got to worry about, especially the ones who are convinced they're nice yeah. guys as well. Big incel the most dangerous about this one. guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh no, oh. and he like st- staggers out the room and then the other guys come out. Ollie goes into the room and he's quite happy to pay to watch this woman beating up this other woman. I, what um, I like so not... is, wait, she's beating up a man, haven't she? Well, I didn't, so I just saw she was on top of a person. <laughs> uh, but it was like, but it was a female like wincing in pain that I thought we heard so I figured that it was two women sorry I'm just laughing at the thought that like you go into this place and literally one side is <laughs> is just like what seems to be standard quite quite gentle loving intercourse with with someone who you're paying for the except pleasure like, sil- literally except, like, across it's... across the corridor you can get the shit kicked out of you Oh yeah, just go in the right room. It's like Wonka's chocolate factory in there. There's a room for everything. But... Can I just? Are you here for the? Are you here for the lovely, relaxing? Yeah. Oh, can we? Can, uh, excuse me. I was hoping to have a threesome, but could I have one in the room that is like a feudal Japanese house where the walls are kind of so yeah. everyone outside this room can see me in silhouette? Oh, sure. <laughs> Be sure to have sex in a dramatic way and like high five over the top or shake hands or something like that so we get the full the full image of what's going on here. <laughs> um it's just so, carnage isn't it it's just absolute carnage absolute yeah. and this is all first 10 minutes of the movie so they um yeah. josh goes in and you know the the sex worker says oh you know you can give it a rinse in this sink if you like before we before we get to it and then so she turns loud. her back for just a laughing. second and um <laughs> T- turns around and then he's it's because even the thought he's, of... he's, ba- he's batman she's like look around even the thought of giving it a rinse made him go nah <laughs> it's not no i think every other day is good enough thank you <laughs> if my standards are not good enough for you i do a stand-up sink wash every thursday i'll let you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, I... <laughs> and the first thursday of every month so i use a bit of soap um, and they'll go. Well, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it is Wednesday night, so you're gonna you're gonna have to. Like, I've got certain professional standards. So anyway, she turns her back for just a second, and then like Batman, he's gone. He's gone into he's the night. Gone. <laughs> yeah. um, the others catch up with him. They get back to. They get back to their hostel, not the one from the film. They get back to their hostel, and it's after curfew because apparently, famously in Amsterdam. Everyone's in bed by midnight. Um, <laughs> yeah. These are the only boys that are here for a party. But I think there's a probably there is a hostel zero here, which shows how sick of these people are with um, with this with this trio of blokes. Because when they're shouting to be let in, like one part, the I assume the hostel manager goes, "Bugger off! I ain't letting you in." And then like they start singing Gutnaben, and then all of the people from every other window of this hostel starts trying to bottle them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fair. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's fair. 
it's like neighbors and stuff opening up windows and telling them to fuck off. It's... Yeah, that's <laughs> brilliant. I, I was into it. I'm like, it's recycling day the next day, so everyone in their apartments has got all the have got all the glass, right? <laughs> Not these Start guys again. Right, I've had it with these guys. Yeah. We were in Ibiza once, and we were walking down the street and completely repressed them. We were not singing Gutenabend or we're trying to come in past um, curfew. But, you know, imagine <laughs> a little bit of japes, people holidays, some people some people throw eggs out of the hotel windows, smashed on the floor just a few feet away from us, an entire watermelon. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. funny that this watermelon has come from nowhere, but you would have definitely died, right? If a watermelon... <laughs> Had got you from what a yeah. way to go, hotel really. window. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that should be the law that that would have to be on your grave. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Does everybody know that he died? He got hit by a watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd, I think the only way to try and save some face from it was have like your family have to say it had fallen from a plane or something like that. <laughs> Just watermelon outside, like San Antonio Bay. Uh, um, so, this, so, so they meet this guy called Alexi. How do they meet him when he says, "Oh, you can't get in. Well, Come and stay at my apartment." Well, the police are coming, and they're going to get lifted because they've been shouting outside. So, the Amsterdam police are coming to take them in for disturbing the peace. And then some Chesney Hawks-looking guy leans out the window and says, "Hey, dudes, come in." Um, so obviously you do, obviously. Yeah, you <laughs> also you climb up the wall of his house like it's gladiators. <laughs> it wolves after him and they, they, they climb up and get into the house. And then again, there are some, some people off their tits on spice or whatever, just mindlessly it, having oblivious sex. <laughs> this is bizarre because the Icelandic guy comes up and he's like, first of all, he's a a divorced man. I know we've we've added that backstory for him. He proceeds to <laughs> to marvel at some breasts like he's never seen. <laughs> Literally, so. Yeah. Oh, what? Oh, look at this. And he's Ollie, like, oh, you bags. Are such... and he's like, he's there watching. He's like, oh, bags next. It's not a pool table, mate. Things that he does that annoys the <laughs> from fifty p on it. He's not even in this film for long, but he annoys the shit out of me. He says, "Of course, horse a lot." This is catchphrase. That's annoying. I don't like that. Then what does he call himself? The king of the swing. That's annoying as well. I'm like, I'm sick of you already. I'm sick of you having a catchphrase and giving yourself a nickname. Maybe Be gone. I'm glad. I'm glad swing. you got hostled. Is he called the king of the swing? Us, and he has an orange coat making him look a bit like King Louis. Ah, there we are. Famous <laughs> orangutan. He is so he is so brazen with it. He called up and booked a room under that name. I hate that. I hate it so much. Like, if I knew someone like that, I'd just be like, I'm sorry, mate, but no, no more. We have to leave. Because <laughs> we've discussed this before. I, I knew someone when I was younger who gave himself the nickname Viper, and I hated that. And, and Uncle what was Blade. Your Uncle no, Blade. Luke with Uncle Blade. Luke has someone called <laughs> Uncle Blade. And the Viper thing still annoys me, because whenever someone tells me about him, they still refer to him as Viper, and I go, don't call him that. He, he called himself, himself that. that oh, yeah, you remember Viper, don't you? No, that's not him. <laughs> Name was James. <laughs> James the Viper. So that's what King of the oh, Swing. That's what King of the Swing has essentially done. 
yeah. yeah. So he's king of the Swiss. Also, I feel like a hotel. I, I, I guess it is Europe. Several countries do have <laughs> monarchies still. That's why he could have, how he could have got away. Oh, not unfeasible that you might be a king. I guess of sort of popular nineteen yeah. forties fifties music. I'm not sure, but the king of swing. <laughs> um, but Ale- yeah, so they go, they go to Chesney Hawks' house. Chesney Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, you, I, the, I think what would be a good drinking game is drink every time you see a digital camera because this scene as well has got another digital camera. <laughs> he gets his digital camera out and he says, "Oh, I tell you, so we're going to Barcelona tomorrow." And he's like, "Oh, Barcelona, mate, dog shit. What you want to do yeah. is let's look at yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you want to do is go to go go to this place. Gets out his digital camera and just shows again him just loads of completely naked women lying about and him." Just all amongst it, having his having his picture taken. Again, priorities, Chesney. Like, <laughs> are we to are we to believe that he's had so much sex with these multiple women at the same time that he's like, should I take some photos to show my friends? I mean, there's no there's no yeah. there's yeah. no what's it called trip advisor at this point, so I will just show people what it's like if I can encourage <laughs> yeah. more people to come here. What's he? I'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Why aren't you still there? What's wrong with you? He's like a, a little slip of a man as well, isn't he? I'd be like, I couldn't trust you to satisfy a... anyone. Maybe he's Sorry. got a lot. Maybe he's maybe he's dead good at cardio. Like he's got, yeah, you know, he's got, yeah. But even then, you know, I think there's a time and a place. <laughs> so yeah, he shows truly is bit... the one and only that guy. But anyway, he says <laughs> he's like, "Come along, then. You should. You want to go here, Slovakia, and um, um, it's pretty gross about it." Saying, "Oh, actually, the women they love, people, especially Americans. Actually, they think you're the best, and uh, they'll all think you're brilliant because of your accent." And it's Jay, it's are... it's Jay from In Betweeners the... vibes. This is what I'm getting. They're they're dead horny all the time because there's no men because of the war, the <laughs> war, in advert in inverted commas. Um, tell you what, Ben and uh, Janine, shall we stop? Shall we pause there for a little bit of Slovakia trivia? Yeah. Um. So um. Hell yeah. Before Slovakia um separated from Czechoslovakia, forming the Czech Republic and Slovakia. That was actually uh, a relatively um, amicable split of a country uh, in an event called. Ready for this? Do you know what that's called when they split when they split the countries? I'm Give everyone sure. a moment at home to answer. It was called the Velvet Divorce when they split. Oh, but lovely. that was following an event before <laughs> where in 1989 they over uh, the people of Czechoslovakia at the time overthrew the communist rule of the country in an event called the Velvet Revolution. And you know how many people were killed in the Velvet Revolution? Bloody Three. Uh, none. It was a bloodless coup, oh. giving oh, the country okay. that reputation oh, for being a place for terrible violence Free. and all those people being dead. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, peaceful things that have gone on. But anyway, not the story that we're painting here. Loads of men are dead because of the war in the early 2000s <laughs> and um these um these guys are ready to these these guys are they're they're ready to go so they they leave and get on a train for Slovakia 
ready to take advantage Hogwarts of this Express. Yeah, get on the Hogwarts Express because, as Chesney Hawks points out, you can just take them like they are stuff, which is what they're in for. Yeah. Um, so they're having a lovely trip. Um, and then this Dutch businessman like joins them in their cabin. Cabin? Kind of a cabin? Is it? Yeah, lovely, lovely yeah. train cabin. And to be fair, they do go from being douchebags to quite amicable, normal folk for a second talking to this man, don't they? <laughs> being sensible, yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh, yeah, leave it alone. Don't say anything. Don't say anything racist or sexist or anything. Um, don't put your bum in my face, Ollie, for just oh a my second. God, yeah. good. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, <laughs> I've drawn some eyes on me arse and uh, I've shaved my ass especially for that. Get the digital camera out as well for this. This is going to be a great memory. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously this Dutch businessman comes in and they, he starts off by showing pictures of his daughter and then they sort of all talk, and that is when Ollie says, I've got a daughter and it reminds me of Superhands from Peep Show when, <laughs> do you remember when he, they find out he's got kids? Yes! He, yes! Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I'm always going on about the twins. The twins. Yeah, I'm, I'm always going on about them. I've got a picture of them here. I'll never forgive Orange if they've wiped the twins. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell. It gave me, it gave serious super hands vibes. So I did, appreci- I did appreciate that. <laughs> He's, I'm, I'm always going on about my daughter. Um, <laughs> uh and what, what does the guy do? He just starts... So he starts eating. on a lovely bit of ham salad. <laughs> He's eating his salad, yeah. Yeah, and he's talking about like being a veg... Um, Paxton's like a vegetarian. and then... Oh, of course. After all the things he's done, he has the nerve to be the first person that's offended. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, oh, do you want some of my lovely salad? And he goes, no, because actually, you disgusting pig. I am a vegetarian. <laughs> you never heard of us before. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry. It's me eating this fairly dry salad with my hands. Is that that offending you? And then um, the um... and then he gives like a creepy monologue about. Oh, I think we should get back to our roots of touching our food. And he's like basically saying right, you mate. should touch your food because I, I tried to remember that an animal gave its life for me to. Oh, yeah. eat this. So I want to stay connected to it. And then in explaining it, he touches. He touches Josh on the knee, and he has that a big old bit. And he has a big old bit of gay panic. He goes, "Don't, uh, don't, 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 that made don't me feel something. How dare you?" <laughs> it was a step too far. I feel like that was his. It, he let the intrusive faults win. Then he was yeah. like, "What well, if I just touch this man's knee out of nowhere?" Rah! Do we see the man's? <laughs> do we see his um, bloodhound gang tattoo at this point? Mm. On, his an- on his ankle we get a look at it at some point right oh we do is it now okay. or is it later i'm not sure Quite a bit later <clears throat> um, um yeah so a bit of gay panic and then they arrive in slovakia and yeah they, finally now we're in slovakia all our troubles are over mm. um and so far so good they go and check in to the hostel under king of the swing that under is when the swing. Th- that is when they look the receptionist who's dressed Pretty in pretty much standard. It's got like a cardi and a dress on. Cardi and a dressing, not a dress again. A cardi and a dress on, and they go, "Floor, oh, look at her, look, look at her up and down." God's sake! Animals, they're animals here. Yeah. Absolute animals. 
<laughs> um, but you know, it's not all. I tell you what, you hear about this, wouldn't you? In the late nineties, early two thousand, this would be on Watchdog. So you booked a holiday in good faith. You've arrived there, sharing a room, sharing yep. a room. Um, but don't worry, they're quite they're quite fine with it because basically, as they walk into their room. It couldn't be more egregious if these two almost naked women were having a pillow fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't they... worry about us. Oh, the room's yours, actually, if you want to get settled in. We are just heading to the the sexy sauna where women will mostly be naked, but guys will. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry if you've had any, any confusing, conflicting thoughts, really. All the I've... guys will be in full swimwear, don't you worry. I've seen pornos that are less heavy-handed than this. <laughs> this is like not subtle in the slightest. To the point where if I was there, I'd be like, "What's writing. going on?" I'd just be like, "What's going on? Something, something's not, something's not right. <laughs> something's yeah. fishy." Yeah, the second you'd walk past, you'd be tapping your pockets, make sure they hadn't robbed your phone. You'd be, <laughs> we live in a more suspicious age. Also, do you know what? Do you know what infuriates me as well when I go to uh, foreign countries? When I get to the hostel or hotel, and in the lobby they're playing a film in another language. Oh, that makes ah, them so cross. Rah. Although, little hint, right? It's uh, they're watching Pulp Fiction, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They're watching Pulp Fiction, and it's well, yeah. put the bloody put the bloody subtitles on. How am I supposed to understand this? Oh, sorry, you, an English speaker in a country that doesn't speak English as its main language. Come on, tell they talk to tell you, have you? Nice, nice. <laughs> so stupid. That, again, another reason where I was just like, just off these, off these blokes immediately. <laughs> so, <laughs> as these two beautiful women leave the room, and they say they're going off to the only women naked spa. One of them, <laughs> Svetlana, turns back and says, "Oh, you should come." And they're like, "Tell you what, this sounds like too good of a chance to miss." The scene we, we didn't. Come. The scene we didn't see, which I think we should have seen, is them immediately as they leave the room, just quickly getting undressed and as fast as possible, getting changed into their little towel and running down there. I'd like <laughs> do to you reckon this is part of the? Do you reckon this absolutely luxurious? Like it's like a it's like a Roman baths in there. <laughs> do you think like this massive? It's huge. There's just like an entire swimming pool of people lounging about on hot stones like lizards and steamy rooms. <laughs> is is this attached to the hostel? Is it one of the floors? Or is it just over the road? It's, know, it seems a bit mad, it can't it? be anything to do with the hostel. It can't be. It's got the yeah, so over the road. They're co-owned or something. <laughs> yeah. You get a voucher if you stayed at the hostel. That's it, exactly. Yeah. Um, 50% off. Give them so the name number. So they so you nip along to there and then they're getting on famously, like a bloody house on fire. They're in there with, obviously, as as promised, all of them safely in their swimwear, while mm. uh, while the women do sit about entirely naked, finding all their jokes very funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What? What? One of them Russian? Is it, are they both Russian? Because I think, uh, I think sort of makes... one of them's like Italian slash. One like mm. is it Natalia who is. Like whose yeah. parents are Italian and Russian, they're they're meant to be from all over, right? Because obviously they don't they don't um, they don't position themselves as being from there because they're meant to be other tourists at yeah, the yeah. hostel, right? 
Yeah. So it says here they go to a spa and then later they go to a disco. A discotheque. Um, it is a discotheque, yeah. Classic yeah. European discotheque. That's yeah. a European discotheque where they do some do some drugs. Um and then when you go outside get, to get, get some fresh get air. Some nondescript pills up, yeah. What one of these nondescript sorry, can I just check what it is? Just get it down, yeah. Get it down, yeah. I'll take the pills, <laughs> but what I will, will will frown upon is smoking a cigarette near me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, inside poor. as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We never explicitly see the other drugs. They might be that she had a little, um, little pack yeah. of love arts. <laughs> pack of love yeah. arts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one says, "Kiss me." Oh, I've given it to you now. What are you gonna do? That's it, yeah. <laughs> Classic bit of flirting. Them's the rules. Uh. So yeah, when Josh goes, <laughs> yeah, when Josh goes outside, he gets accosted by like a gang of it says local criminal kids to the point Grubby where youths. they're clearly like either what is it, street urchins. Someone's gone, yeah. Yeah, put a bit of soot on your cheeks. So you look Yeah. <laughs> Literally like little hatch hash marks of uh, like little hash marks of dirt that they've drawn on them. Yeah. <laughs> The other little though. rascals, like one of them's got like a black eye and one of them's got like a hat with a repeller and one's got a massive <laughs> lollipop. <laughs> so, so first of all, they, so they ask for a cigarette, don't they? And obviously Josh doesn't smoke. Um, but suddenly that the bloke from the train appears. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah, yes. the, the, yeah. the little boys are about to like get him and then the <laughs> the Dutch businessman turns up and like like Willy Wonka, just like scatters <laughs> jelly beans over the floor or something. Is this all part of the ruse to get them hostled? Is every single step of this? I think in this film, the, the criminal boys are like a, they're like a neutral force. Yeah, right? yeah, they're like they're neutral like, grind, aren't they? Yeah, they're like an element that you could take advantage of. They're like a, like a natural hazard in the area. Yeah, if this was a game, you just have to like disturb them and they'd attack whoever was nearby is that right yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter who it's such, it's a, strategic w- it's such yeah. a strange addition to this film and it's what and it's an addition to this film that like i i never knew about like i don't know i thought i thought i would have seen like a meme or like a, a gif of it or just something silly about the fact that there's a group of <laughs> little oliver twist boys <laughs> who apparently <laughs> Again, they just run the country. These little, oh, these yeah, little boys. You know that velvet. What was it called? The velvet divorce. Yeah, they oversaw that. They they oversaw it during the uh, the the reason that the um <laughs> that the velvet revolution was bloodless is that all those little boys could form together to like a megazord like function. They bludgeoned the man's head in later with a hammer. Yeah. That was only a little mode as well. Imagine if they were in Megazord mode. Um, so the the I love this that the Dutchman saves him from the the horrible little boys, and he goes, "Oh, can I buy you a drink at the discotheque?" Uh, and he goes, "Yeah, all right, you can buy us a drink at the discotheque." And then showing that he's grown as a character. And at this point, did you guys feel any differently? At this point. Josh is sort of your main character still. Yes, yeah. Yes, so he, so he's he does, apo- he he does shows... apologise to me for his reaction. He's like, "Yeah, he shows me." I know when you touch me, I play him on the leg, and he goes, "Wait, did that happen?" Friends? Yeah, he touches oh, him yeah, on the leg. Yeah, he touches his leg. Yeah, yeah. It was really weird. 
I miss that. that equals peoples. Equals <laughs> peoples. And then he reaches over again. He goes, no, 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 no. You've misunderstood. No, no, don't. It's even now. You've misunderstood this transaction. Um. So yeah, at this point, he goes back in. Um, Ollie's like dancing with some other woman at this point. Who the woman from the front desk? They were ogling earlier. It's, oh, yeah, God. yeah. And you know what type of dancing they're doing? Yeah, some swing um, dancing. I hated it. I hate this guy. No, he's doing some rock and roll twisting I hate her around. I hate him so much. <laughs> he's the kind of guy who, like, I can imagine like working in an office with and being like, "I'm sick of that guy." He'll, he'll come in and he'll be like, "Of course, horse." And I'll be like, all right, mate. Yeah, all right. We've all been there. See you Signs later. his emails, the king of swing to you on a Friday. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What what happened, What happens then? So, obviously, then it's sort of... I think the they group go back. Is... They do some yeah. just same room sex. That Despite they the fact that he's same on a hair thing. trigger for kicking off all the time, Josh is like a deeply unsettled person. He's quite happy to <laughs> basically... Fade into a, into a consciousness with like having wide eyed sex with the Natalia character with his mate there, just like staring up at her like this rigidly on the bed. <laughs> Again, that's in between his vibes. Like when arms by his sides, <laughs> yeah. he's got his arms by his sides while this woman's basically sexy. I use my hands. No, and he's like, oh, I better not do anything. He's like, cool, honestly. Like well, the, spoke, the it says here that the women looks like he's seen the face of God. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> the, it says here the women slip the men tranquilizers. So was that what happened before, or were they? Were they no, that's later. That's later. Oh, later. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, I see. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong bit. Yeah, you're right. Um. So yeah, then it's the next morning, right? They get up, they yes. get up but Ollie isn't. Ollie isn't there. Um. They approach some. Oh, and so Ollie isn't there, and also there are some Japanese tourists who we saw checking out our handsome hero boys as they walked into the hostel. Mm. They were like eyeing them up and down. So see, it's every everyone's doing it everyone's <laughs> here in doing here it. in these... hostel. Everyone wants sex with everyone all the time. These American guys yeah. have great hair. Um, but Ollie is gone, and there's a Japanese woman named Kana whose friend has also disappeared. Mm. And she comes up to them and says, um, she says something about that they left together or something. And then yeah. Paxton, the well, most bizarre reaction anyone's ever had to any bit of news, says, <laughs> But Ollie doesn't even like Asian chicks. <laughs> Sorry? That's your first reaction? Sorry. Chief Inspector Paxton, well, you smell her right here. Um, yeah. um, so yeah, they must have had a, what what that insinuates is they've had a conversation previously where they've just where they've ranked the <laughs> their attractiveness of different people from different countries. Yeah. And and Ollie has sat there and said, Look, lads, if I've ever disappeared and some unhelpful <laughs> desk clerk implies that I may have left with um with an asian girl please assume that i've actually been murdered and there's something yeah. something is wrong <laughs> and because and if i send a selfie of myself saying i've gone home and i just look <laughs> absolutely fucked on some horrible yeah. black background <laughs> yeah. if i send that it's legit 
Yeah, if I send a picture where I'm almost certainly dead, saying I've gone home. Um, what it just I, says, I am. I go what's home. it say? I'm gone I go home. home. I go home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I go home. Surely you'd reply <laughs> when? Are you? Are you in? Are you in a? <laughs> are you in charge of sending the messages to the friends of the people we kidnapped to make sure them think they've gone home? Yeah, yeah. Why'd you keep writing? I go home. Can't you just say something else? <laughs> Yeah, and again, I, I guess once again, it's a on a serious note, it's the short sightedness of the grasp of English in people in non English speaking countries. They yeah. all speak English. I mean, without almost almost without exception, place people in other countries will speak English far better than you speak their language. Certainly, uh, we are yeah. very lucky. We are very lucky in that sense, and uh, yeah, the reality is they would certainly. I mean. Not to say they haven't just chosen the least language literate person on their kidnap crew to be <laughs> texting <laughs> the friends. I, go, I reckon it's the man who froze froze the bodies into the fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. While he's waiting for them to burn up, he's like, "Oh, got the phone here. Better out." Old sausage fingers. He's like, that. <laughs> yeah. "Smashing." The... And of course, because everyone's got different phones, how do you go back on this one? Oh yeah, yeah. I've learned it. You put you put you put a full stop between every word. You don't have to use it. It's all caps. <laughs> How do you get small letters? Is it the one where you got like eat, write each Hold number like two times four? Write that two to, two in four times. You get the D, and then I mean, once oh, I pressed it five. And then can you change it? Are you doing that, or have you gone predictive text? Oh god, yeah, it's yeah. a shit show. So that guy's doing it, and that's why he just wants less letters. I go home, whereas he could have gone. Hello, my horses. Um, my <laughs> daughter that I've mentioned is poorly, so I've had to go home. Not sent you a picture of myself because that would be weird. A text message should suffice. Yeah, yeah. Can we just have a even f- in the phone, have... even in the phone centric days of twenty twenty three? I don't send a picture of myself with every message I might send to show that it's me. <laughs> Still free for eight o'clock tonight, Ben. Here's a picture of me with today's <laughs> newspaper, so you know it's legit. This text. <laughs> and Kana's friend has sent a similar message. Yeah. To her in Japanese, I guess. Yeah, I don't believe. That I can't. Be I can't. I can't. I can't judge how good the Japanese is. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe her message is very well written. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, after we see that we see like where Ollie actually is um, and he's dead. He's been bloody decapitated in, a, in like an unknown place. Um, and do we see, so Yuki is the, is the friend. Do we see her like being tortured at this point? I think it's we, a very implied. quick flash of like something yeah. happening to oh, her. Oh, we yeah. do. We see like, isn't she at the end of a corridor and you see someone walking in and closing the door? Yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's almost implied rather than anything specific. Yeah, that was one of my things. That I was like, no, I want to see something. Mm. <laughs> Did you guys watch? We'll come to it. Did you guys watch original or director's unrated cut for this one? Oh God! Um, it was the I watched the unrated cut. So we've Not had sure. we might have had a different ending than you then. Then yeah, maybe certainly different to the cinematic one. I remember, uh, and it makes less sense. We'll cover it at the end. Um, yeah. So yeah, we 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 didn't see we don't see what happens to uh, to Yuki, but uh, we assume she's been 
got. Mm. And then there's um, another, there's another. Obviously, they they think they find Ollie, and they sort of like chase after him. Is that now, or is that is there another? This night? is around now, yeah. right, with the sex yeah. museum. Because like, yeah, this is the home. Alone Where'd you get that coat from? Where'd you get that fucking coat from with a embroidered flag of Iceland on it? Where'd you get it from? It's my favorite coat. Leave me alone. And he doesn't. He just suspiciously goes, "This is my coat." No, it's really not. You lying bastard! How dare you? Um, you got your written your name in it, have you? Written your name in it? Not at so school. I guess... No. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they kind of come to terms with the fact that like Ollie's gone or whatever. I don't know. But then they stay for like another night, don't they, with Natalia? And well, they around. originally they first again the wild temper swings of of Josh. They're doing that thing where something bad's happened on like a holiday and then you've l- lost the willpower to do anything or go anywhere else. You're just going to sit in the reception until it's time to go. <laughs> bearing, in mind they could, bearing in mind also that it's a train, they could have surely just gone, right, I'm just going to get on the next one then, rather than, no, no, we'll wait till the morning. Um, Svetlana and Natalia come and say, oh, you pop into the disco tonight, lads. And Josh and uh, Josh is like, no, actually, we're staying here, waiting for our friend. Fuck you very much. And they're like, oh, well, they do a good little bit of hurt feelings to walk off and then old old Paxton says listen, listen mate we could either have sex with these women again and then leave this country forever scot free um, or we could stay here and be right old miseries and then go anyway he goes oh well might as well suck it up and go, oh no come on come on we'll, we'll, we'll go to the disco a right old pair time. of miseries what, what right pair of misgogs What's gonna go? What's gonna go wrong if we go to the disco one more time? Disgraceful. Um, so this is when they slip them tranquilized. Is that right, Janine? Yeah. Please. Yes. Yeah. Having a nice time at the disco. Um, Josh feels poorly. He goes, "Oh, I've got to feel ever so poorly." Going to leave and go <laughs> and go back, and then he gets helped into bed. Do we see some sinister men? Like coming towards them when, like, when he's passed out, would you just see him just go to bed and fall asleep? I can't even remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. Meanwhile, Paxton he tanks it a little bit more, and rather than going home feeling poorly, he falls asleep in the cupboard in the nightclub yeah. toilets. Yeah, does he? <laughs> yeah. Does he get like locked in there or not? Yeah, because he gets woken up the next day when like the guy's like bottling up in the morning. <laughs> That has got to be the worst. No, I'm not saying that's ever happened to me, but can you imagine? <laughs> Someone comes down to change the barrel. Oh, I, f- I feel worse being in. the person that works at the, di- at the disco. So like, you just get sick of it. <sighs> Absolutely sick of it. Um, but in a way, saves his life, right? Because I think he would have been immediately hostiled if... Yeah, yeah. he would have been hostiled. Did, did, the, did the... I'd love a deleted scene here where, like, the hostelman come to get him and like Svetlana and Natalia we drugged him and he wandered off where is he? (laughs) Embarrassing you got one job and the guy went and he's checked all the toilets he's like looking under the doors of the cubicles to try and find him comes back puts his head around the door can't see him (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we've come so close to getting this money from, from getting this bloke and he's just vanished so it's the next day, which is when Josh, well, next day, maybe the same night, where Josh wakes up in like a dungeon-like room. There's a 
man. We don't really see see what this man looks like at this point with like a um what would you, how would you describe it? A butcher's apron. Yeah. Yeah. On. Well like, like a that. like a he's like a doctor stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, like he doctor explains stuff. that he wanted to be a surgeon. Yeah. Oh. And he, it is revealed quite quickly that it's the Dutch businessman, the man from the train who was eating the meat with his fingers and then appeared at the discotheque to save Josh from the Oliver Twist kids. <laughs> it's been a ruse all along to get close to him so that later I can maim him. And yeah, here's where we're, I guess we're supposed to witness like the prolonged, scary, um, agonizing torture sequences. But it's not that bad. He's got like a Joker origin story, hasn't he? He's like, oh, yes, I always wanted to be a uh, surgeon, yeah. but the boards would never pass me. Do you understand why? And he holds his hands out and he's got yeah. an incredible tremor that was never evident of everything else he's doing. No, it wasn't. And all the other times he was eating that meat still. He was eating that meat incredibly still. It was great. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he put a scalpel in his plucking, hand. He was plucking that meat out of that like little, uh, that little deli pot. Like it was a game of operation. Not a single shred of it touched the sides. As soon yeah. as he's got a scalpel in his hand, though, he's like... It's he's when like he's under pressure. It's yeah, just when he's, he's under like pressure, He's like conducting an orchestra with it. And he <laughs> gives Josh a bit of a drill in. I was like, well, yeah. I guess there might be some circumstance that a surgeon might use a drill, but not not one like that. Not a hammer drill like you've got here. Um, so he, he drills them a bit, <clears> and then he... Just does some operating, right? How does he eventually finish Josh off? He Achilles tendons him, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. yeah. Achilles tendons him, opens the door and says, look, you're free to leave. And I'd be like, I know your game, mate. Um, and obviously he tries to crawl towards the door. And he and when he can't, he just slits his throat. That's yeah. it, yeah. Oh, he falls over. All you need to do is walk out the door. If Josh had been thinking about it, he would have commanded crawl. I feel like that. If, if people are paying... And I'm, I'm not trying to say that I would do this, but if you pay, clearly people are paying a lot of money to to like kill kill and torture people. This guy gets over with too quickly. What's he? What's he playing at? Also, if if you is it Yuki who we've already seen being tortured, um, is she the one who gets tortured at the end? And no, no. It's oh the no, other... no, it's, it's her friend. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. we see a bit later because that. That man who I do recognise from things later on has paid over the odds because we see at some point, it might be around now, there is a card that says like yeah. local, a local a bargain. They're like five grand. Europeans are ten grand. Americans. There's only so many locals K. now. I almost kind of thought the locals. It's, it's insinuating the locals are in on it because you know a lot of the locals are kind of like. I mean, at least the police, right? Yeah. So I was almost like, sure, there's only a certain amount of locals that they can <laughs> that they can keep everyone off that's not in on it yeah, is yeah exactly on board for a bargain price yeah. yeah it feels kind of nuts if you're not in on it you're fair game basically yeah yeah i'm in on it i'm in on it don't, if you're not, don't a kill me. Of, not a member of the bloodhound gang then you're um <laughs> then you're for the chop um so yeah josh so the next morning as well is when paxton wakes up um he returns to the hostel, I think, where, he, again, he's like looking for his, he's like, I'm looking for my friends. And the guy on the desk is like, everyone's checked out. They checked out. They've, they've, they're long gone. What do I mean? <laughs> he's I checked well? out. This guy's in on it. Who is this yeah. guy? 
Why is everyone his in job on it? is just a, like he's got the most innocent face. It's like when you phone up the, you know, it's like when you phone up any type of service to cancel, and they've always got either someone with one of the most friendly accents, you know, like uh, from Newcastle or from Ireland, to try and talk to you and talk talk you down. And it's uh, and he's like, oh no 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 no, I was like, oh, he's got the best like slightly confused like. When did they check out? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be able to find out until till tomorrow, I guess. Son, but... son, are you, yeah. are you, son, are you getting on well working at that hostel on the desk? Yeah, it's quite nice actually. Yeah, yeah. You're earning a lot of money. I've seen, I've seen your latest pay slip. It's it's extortionate. It's it's huge. I do I a am, good job, Dad. I am taking bungs on the side from an international, <laughs> uh, international, <laughs> who are uh, and actually essentially selling the people who work who come to the hostel um to be killed. Oh, I mean, okay. to be fair, I guess not very the, traditional. I guess <laughs> if the if the price to the end user for an American to murder is twenty five grand, yeah. Um, I mean, he's not going to see much cut? of that at all, is he? What's going around for the admin, right? So obviously, you need to. <laughs> not much is going to the cleaning of the rooms, but quite a big facility to rent security. Um, you know, airfares, you've got to make these people look uh, decent the rest of the time, get your whole operation order. So maybe that guy on the thing is only getting like, you know, a bit of pocket money. No, oh, yeah, it's not a lot at all, is it? He's not no. supplementing his income that much when his role in it is to basically say, oh no, he's checked out actually. Natalia and Svetlana have got to commit to like two days worth of of like with these guys. They've got to sleep with them as well. well Having sex with repugnant to. people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they have to. Maybe they've just I don't know. Uh, yeah, so this guy's not seeing much at all. But then um, Paxton's suspicions are raised when he goes, well, you can get your stuff if you want. And then he goes to get his stuff. And as he's walked in, unfortunately, the ride is going round again. And he sees a different two women as he walks into the room again. Oh, yeah. yeah. If not naked, then as close to as, you know, yeah. just putting their towels on or whatever, say it. And they say, oh, no, no, the room's yours. We're just going to the spa. You should come. And it's like, do you guys have rehearsals? They're Who's running there? to a very tight script. We called a short break there, everyone. Welcome back. Then if we inserted a transition sound or something. But uh, <laughs> Janine's had a, a poorly child-related emergency, so she's had to go and do that. I can reassure everyone uh, that can no longer see or hear her for the rest of the episode. She has not been hostiled. Um, She's not been hostiled by anyone. No. Look, as you can prove it, like I'm holding up to a screen now. Here's a picture of Janine's face saying, I go home. <laughs> uh, so, she's, so she's fine. Uh, That's no need to ask any more questions fine. about that. Um, 100%. Where we were in the plot, though, is that Paxton was asking questions. Yeah. So we are, we are going to, we are going to continue. Um, and we are going to, fin- we are going to fit, we're going to finish the episode. But of course, we wish. Janine, all the best, and I'm sure she'll give us uh, her rating of the film. We'll catch up with her and, and, and add it to the end of the episode. Um, yeah, so Paxton, what's he playing at? Well, he is having heard, like, basically a repeat, ever so tightly scripted here at the hostel. Um, and they, uh, they, they've, they've erased, they've aroused his suspicion, unlike all the other things they've been arousing for the last couple of days. And now... He goes to investigate. He goes to see the police and says, "What's going on here? Have what's we, going on uh, here then? What's you know? My friends are my friends gone missing. What's going on? He wouldn't just leave like Ollie, absolutely loose unit. But Josh, he wouldn't just go. He wouldn't just disappear. 
Oh yeah, Ollie, hundred um, percent. They don't know him that well either, do they? So, so you know, the police like, look. Fundamentally, there's nothing you could do. I mean, just maybe you'll meet you at the station or whatever. Oh, he says like go back and wait at the hostel. Like this isn't uncommon. And I'm like, all right, yeah. okay. Um, still kind of suspicious. Um, regardless, isn't it? Um, so yeah, but then he goes and finds. Natalia and Svetlana in just like a random pub. Is that right? Just a random. Yeah, and they have taken a, a a rapid transition. Now they're not on duty from, I would say, yeah. absolutely stone cold ten out of teners that they've seen in the. This is like with. a she's all they've that scenario, like, but in reverse. So they've basically become yeah. crack addicts overnight. This is mad. Like they've made them up to look like they're tired, um, drug addled. Um, bags under their eyes, dark circles, uh, and of course, I don't like their attitude in this scenario. Obviously, that they've already done, they've done their work, so now they're kind of like talking, like not giving him the answers, kind of belittling him a little bit. I mean, he does deserve it; he is a dickhead. Um, I mean, not even that though. They're, but they're also not very secretive about it. They're not like, oh, you can't possibly have seen this over here. They just sat at the bar with a random man. Yeah, they just go, "All oh, right, yeah, you again." Oh, and they and. Paxton speaks German. That's important. Um, oh yeah, of course. Because earlier on in the bar, when they were talking, they were talking a little bit, and then he he speaks to them. He goes, "Oh, oh, you speak German?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's right." So they're Ooh, talking. Well, Speaking the Dutch. Yeah, yeah, that's confirmed. Yeah, he. So he hears them talking. He goes, "No, this is all. They've gone. Uh, they've gone to the art show." I want to go to the art show. I just, I'll just go. And at this point, I wasn't sure if it was going to be more complex. Like they were quite happy to let him go, even though he hadn't shown yeah. any redeeming features or anything like that. But like, it feels like they're trying to give him an out at this point. He was, nah, you th- like, you're yeah. not interested in the art show. He's like, no. He's just gone to the art show. He's been gone to the art show for two days, obviously. Oh, yeah. I And he's like, I want to see, I want to see some bloody art. So she goes, all right. Gets him. Gets him in a taxi. They have some, they have some chewing gum on the way from the taxi man. Yeah, lovely, lovely bit of bubble gum. Um, yeah, so they get to like an old factory, essentially, isn't it? Um, That's it. And then he, when he walks in, Natalia goes with him, and what, what's the moment where he realizes that things have gone south? Um, basically, doesn't he? Um. Well, he gets let in for free first. The guy, how much is it? And he goes, ah, oh, for you, actually, free. He goes, oh, doesn't sound suspicious. And we go, thanks. That doesn't sound suspicious. Uh, oh, come oh, in. Th- thank goodness. A bit of nice news for today. I've had ever such yeah. hard time. For me getting in free, maybe things are on the up. Um, Brilliant. Like, does he see Josh's corpse being worked on by the... Is that what gives it away? Yeah. Oh, that's it. So, yeah, he, he looks in the room and then he sees the Dutch businessman like with Josh's corpse like splayed open. Yeah, he's doing some surgery on it, isn't he? Yeah, and then that is he's when he doing obviously some surgery on it, and he then he screams, turns on Natalia. Yeah, calls her calls her a right old bitch, and she goes, "Ha, actually, if you think about it, I'm getting paid loads of money to bring you here, so actually, it is you that I'm." So my again, bitch. am I supposed to think that this is like part of the the long con, or I guess it's just worked out that he's ta- that she's taking him there? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it was part of the plan though, because like. You would think they would have been more helpful because she seemed really disinterested in taking him to the factory. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the vibe she's going for, you know. But she, be a bit she more disinterested. They'll be dead interested. 
Yeah. So she's got him along, and then some men come, and Paxton is captured. Mm-hmm. He gets captured. Um, goes past several rooms to the dragon round, and then little Weasley little man comes in to give him some torturing. <laughs> A Weasley little man. This is like <laughs> again. Based on the the marketing and the poster and everything for this, where we see like quite big, scary looking guys in in butchers, um, what are they called butchers aprons or whatever. Butchers this is like a, aprons, a, we- yeah. a Weasley old Mister Burns type comes in and obviously initially seems we don't really know what's going to happen, but then as Paxton keeps talking and kind of begging, the guy goes out. Johan is named apparently Johan. Yeah. And he speaks to him in German, which I think throws him off a little bit, right? Because he's they've checked his passport. Oh no, they poke him as they talk. And then when he talks in American, and when he goes, Ow, he's like, ha, huh, American. 25 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like that. It gets him to say something. Well, what on earth could you even want me to say? Like is it... <laughs> <It's> so... <laughs> they, they 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 point at some items and they try and get him to describe what they are. So it's like, what do you <laughs> um trash can? What, what what where do you put your rubbish? In the trash can, have you said Finn? <laughs> like, oh, you're a Finn. Well, you're a Finn. What do you call this? And they bring out the bum bag from earlier. <laughs> Fanny pack. Ah, that's quite obviously a bum bag, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. So he's marked down as a which makes him more expensive. So Johan's had to fork out a cool twenty-five grand for the privilege. Um, and again, Paxton starts talking to Majevi. Is it here? Spoiling it. Only if he's not going to talk American, I don't want him to talk at all. So they, yeah. a guy comes in and in in record time, he's like pretty much in and out of the room, and he's got a ball gag in his mouth. Yeah, it's because he's been asked that before. He knew it's basically he like request number have, one. What what the guy must have done is as he's walking towards Paxton, he must have done like a yawn, like ah, and that would have set him off psychologically, and then he would have yawned, and then as soon as he opened his mouth, oh. <laughs> oh my god's he's, sake he's got the ball gag in his mouth and this yeah. bit I feel it's almost over the top because <laughs> Johan's men- menacing him with a train with a chainsaw and then I'm guessing in his fear and panic Paxton is vomiting or something like that but there is so much liquid coming out of him for all these yeah. plugged holes he's like he's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and obviously Johan's like, I don't want him to die like that. I don't want him to die it's drowning like... in his own vomit. So I'll, I'll yeah, take the ball like gag out. I feel like someone stuck a hose up his bum and there's just so much water coming out of him. That's another part of the torture technique. Hose up the bum. Yeah. That's how it works. So there's water hosing out of him. So the ball gag. I'm not sure if it gets sicked out or like just the force of I think he pulls it out, I think he goes, I don't like... want you to die, so... Like Augustus Gloop in that chocolate pipe. Just too much pressure gets built up. All the pressure. Um, so Johan um, does menace him with a chainsaw and chop some of his fingers off. Uh-huh. Which I guess makes it possible for him to escape. Yeah. So he chops like two of his fingers off and then Johan like slips on the severed fingers and then he like accidentally severs his own leg with the chainsaw. I mean, chainsaws can be pretty powerful depending on uh, how many teeth they they got on the old on the old blade. 
but still, it takes quite a considerable amount of force to like sever a leg, and it seems to just land on him and just immediately yeah. sever his leg. <laughs> it just lands on him, like, like sawed through him in ha- he's like been a hand. knife through butter. Um, yeah, and then I guess he's he only get... a thin man. He's only a thin man. Yeah, his legs are like breadsticks. Paxton gets hold of the gun which Johan had been menacing him with, and kills him. This doesn't seem to to get calls anyone like to I hit. Guess... It. In that place where people are being shot and killed, if you're oh, working yeah, yeah. there and you're hearing people go, ow, ah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. But you just busman's holidays. Ah, but what's going on in there? I'm murdering this guy. What do you think's going on in here? Yeah, you'd be, more, you'd be more, you'd be more concerned if you had like a giggling or something. You'd be like, what's going on here? I thought I'd give hey. him a tickle. I that's thought not what you're tickle, Get on with it. Get um, on, you bitch. Yeah. So they, they, yeah, when they don't hear shouting. But then how to get because a guard does come in at some point, doesn't he? Does he like knock yeah, on the door? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. A guard does come in. I'm not entirely sure why. But when the guard comes in, Paxton shoots him as well. Um, and then like nips manages... off to the changing room and nips off on... to basically this is like a, a hitman scenario, isn't it? Where you kill the person and then you steal their outfit. Yeah, and he changes in some business clothes and he meets an American client who is really intense. Oh, well, he, he, well, he, cha- he changes into he changes into the. Uh, into the the apron and like that weird helmet first, doesn't he? Oh, he does. He walks yeah. down the corridor dressed as so before he gets Egyptian to... god of death Anubis. So he like hides, then he like pretends plays dead, so that some of the guys like drag him to where some guy is like discarding body parts, and that is where he sees Josh dead with his mouth. He sees like, Josh's, yeah, sees the bits are left of Josh being yeah. burned up in the fire. That guy texting people while he's there, like. Yeah, I see yeah. a text. I'm I'm gone home. Um, and then he loses his fingers, which he had sort of picked up. Oh, he the had just, them safe. He probably was going to put them in. Guy a just puts them in like put them back on. Puts them in a big bucket full of other fingers. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm never getting them now. Um, and then what? <laughs> while this man fall down the train, <laughs> while he's discarded. I mean, this is the thing. It takes a long time for this film to actually get going into this part, and then. It does. It's a nice change of pace, but at the same time, it does kind of like fly through this bit like quite quickly. And there aren't any real like prolonged scenes of torture or violence. There are bits of it, but it's not like the way the, the the sort of um reputation this film had was that it was like unwatchable and like people were and it was getting banned and stuff like that. But it's yeah, maybe not... just things have got progressively worse in the the years that followed. I mean, I guess so. Yeah, but. Even even the moments from a hostel too that I've seen have been much more impactful than this. Um, so yeah, once he does eventually get up, so he kills that guy who was burning the body parts, and then he gets up into the changing room, changes into business clothes, which include, I mean, it's very Patrick Bateman, isn't it? Suit, gloves, trench coat. Suit. Yeah, big trench coat, and uh, um, obviously he's everything as he puts, he forces like a tiny little glove onto his hand. To make sure it doesn't. Well, like OJ Simpson. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, this is, I'll get away. Yeah, he puts like a leather glove in his hand. I guess he like blows it up to blow up the finger yeah. holes that aren't any fingers. What's in that? that bit. He's got two, two, two little breadsticks from a Derrily Dunker in there that he's just put in to replace <laughs> yeah. his fingers. Some um, Cadbury's fingers. And then he gets um, into an awkward situation with like an American businessman who is obviously paying to kill someone. Um, and he's big and loud and brash and tries to like, but believes that Paxton is another 
killer, another businessman, another one of the clientele, and kind of like quit, like asks him what he did and if he enjoyed it and whether it was worth it and stuff like that. It's like, oh, it's, he, he looks bigger. It's lovely, yeah. So it was brilliant, it was yeah. How did you kill her then? Um, yeah, hammer. Straight no. to the point, was it? Yeah, yeah, straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he and he kind of tries to offer someone else a kindness. He's like, oh, do it quick. Do it quick, yeah. actually. Oh, yeah. And he's like, and he's like, I will, actually. I will. No, actually, I won't. And then he leaves the gun there in the change rooms, which Paxton yeah. goes, oh, I'll have this. He, this will be a useful item. And he tries to look at his tattoo as well. So obviously he's got a tattoo, but Paxton hasn't. And he tries to look at it, but luckily they're interrupted by someone who's going to the other American guy. You, you tortured victims ready. Ready in number three. And ready he goes, oh, that's me. Yeah. Uh, and he goes, yeah, he, he's trying to look at his Bloodhound Gang tattoo. He's like, mm. no, no, no. That's, uh, <laughs> you're not, you, and he won't show him. But then he's interrupted. They go, just as Paxton is about to escape, he's like, <sighs> I, he hears Kana's screams or he hears screams. We find out very quickly. It's Kana, the other Japanese I girl. just, I feel like I, at this point, I would be so untrusting of everything and everyone. I wouldn't even believe for a second that somebody screaming was actually someone in peril. Yeah, I think I my only choice would have been to either really selfishly Robert Carlyle and escape, or the only <laughs> alternative would have been to have basically gone full the life aquatic with Steve Sissou and just run around with my gun, just like, <laughs> just like blazing it at everybody. So yeah, he does go back and he discovers that Kana, who was the girl from earlier, who whose friend had disappeared. Um, is getting disfigured by that American getting guy. Getting her face burnt up. With getting a her face torch. burnt with a blowtorch and her eyeballs like hanging out. So he shoots this guy, uh, which is fair enough, you know. Rescues Kana, and they manage to like flee in a stolen car. But As the guards they, before like before they flee though. The guy like oh, she is Kana is saying not to speak that much English. They haven't had great opportunity to communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not sure how in this screamed and pained exchange they have that the message he takes away from it is snip my eye off with the scissors. Yeah, I know, exactly. Like, why would that benefit anyone in that particular she scenario? She might have been saying, like, get me a cloth or... Yeah, <laughs> like... get me a cloth. Oh, no, is my eye hanging off? Is it hanging off? Do you reckon we could save it? Do you reckon we could save it? And he's gone, I'm going to have to snip it off, I'm afraid. <laughs> we have to snip it off so the goo comes out. Um, I mean, even goo. this doesn't... I mean, I've seen a few Japanese movies um, recently with... It had some Tokyo old... Gore Police feeling Tokyo to it. Tokyo Gore Police, yeah. So I was just thinking, in terms of Tokyo Gore Police, everything's like very rubbery and all the appendages are very much like they look external to a body part. They don't look like natural in any way. And it kind of looked like that, I would say. Yeah, I, I think it had the energy of those films about it. But... Um... Yeah, he snips the eye when we get some gunge. I'll say that though. Bit of gunge. I think it might be uh, a time thing about it. I remember this feeling really extreme when I saw this in two thousand five. Mm, well, like the. I remember thinking, "Oh, this is this has gone hard." The goo leakage. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the goo and the eye snipping, and you yeah. know, I can sort of imagine like having an optic nerve hanging out and someone snipping it off would be horrible. Oof. Yeah, definitely. But she's probably been, she was burnt with a blowtorch. So I'm sure sure that like all of her pain receptors are 
dead anyway, aren't they? Or well, I don't know. If I don't know. Stopped... I've never had it happen to me, Andy. I'll be honest. <laughs> it's a one. It's a wonder that she can function at all. But after that's true. After snipping her eye off, then she seems all right. So they go and get in a car and do some escaping. And this is where we get like a little, um, um, like this is basically where we get like a triple threat. So one, they've stolen a taxi and they're on the way. They're mm-hmm. on the way. They're on the way along there, and then, as luck would have it, because there's only a few minutes of the film left, um, out on the streets of the capital city of Slovakia, we happen to see their three enemies: Natalia, <laughs> Svetlana, and Chesney Hawks are all Chesney together. Chesney Hawks is there as well. He's made it all the way from Amsterdam to this place. He's coming here to collect. And then it all the comes together all... in Paxton's head. He realizes what's happened and that he's yeah. been set up. It's all been a setup. And obviously Chesney is there to say, Oh, should we have some more naked pictures together? Actually, I've definitely have got enough. Yeah, and the, uh, in fact, my I put oh, silly me. I put my um digital camera in the wash. Oh, so lost all the pictures. I've lost all the pictures. Like Facebook. So more. if it is a thing, it's not much of a thing yet. So I'm afraid I'm I'm not on anything. I've got one or two of them on my MySpace, but not in my top six. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're gonna need to we're gonna need to take all of those again. Yeah. So if you could if you could transition back from looking like absolutely crack riddled, like yeah, right old could, states to being pictures. like perfect, you know, perfect people for pictures again, then that would be great. And then Paxton just Carmageddon's the shit out of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, well, you know what? I've had a real bad day. In for a penny, in for a pound. I've shot a guy earlier. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Mows them all down. But not to the point where I thought that they'd all be completely dead. Because at one point we get like a look of one of them. And she's like pouring blood from her head. And I'm like... Oh, Svetlana is instantly smashed. I think he like smashed into a wall. As all is right, Chesney. Yeah. Those two are dead. Um, Natalia is okay. And she's like... Oh, oh bloody hell. Hell. That, that, that came sharp. And then before you know it, because he's being now chased by the baddies from the Bloodhound gang, they run her over like a sack of spuds in the road. Like an actual sack of spuds in the road, yeah. So that literally no fucks given. They've just absolutely smashed her to pieces. So they run her over, but Josh has got enough of a head start. Not Josh, um Paxton. Paxton's got enough of a head start to find himself stopped in the road later. Like there's a truck in there, it's like beep, 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 boo, we had the bloody way. And then a guy begrudgingly comes and moves his truck. Uh, begrudgingly only to reveal yeah. that behind it is all those bad boys. Yeah. All the bad boys. Um oh, not the bad boys, but luckily the bad boys have taken you disturbed them. And the closest to them are the bad are the bad guys. So the bad boys take the it says yeah. the, well, the delinquents here. The delinquents. There's a, there's a big, there's a, he's got a big bag of um of opal fruits that he gives them. Mauams. Zero. Mauams. <laughs> he gives them a big bag of whack Mauams that are in the taxi. And then when the when the bloodhound gang arrive, the bad boys are all just sitting there eating Mauams. <laughs> and um the blokes go, Oi! <laughs> Move out the way, will you? And they go, Unfortunately, this man has bought our allyship for the next few minutes. Why is bubblegum considered like such high currency? It's just their favourite thing. Kids love sweeties, Ben. Yeah. 
It's weird though. Um, um, so and yeah, yeah they they, 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 took, so that they kill those men. They just kill those men, smash them with rocks, throw rocks from the thing, smash them with a hammer at one point. Absolute <laughs> madness. This is like a, this is like <laughs> an issue like with the classic... Beano. They've got like classic first weapon you'd find in a game. They've got like a metal pipe. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, after that, Kana and Paxton make it to the train station. They're trying to sort of finalize their escape. Um, but Kana's had a, a police roadblock. Though people are oh yeah beating each other up, and they they overcome. They just sort of speed away from the roadblock, get to the station. The police are coming around here. They they go on foot. They they jump out the car, don't they, and run run through the yes, un, run through the for the forest, yeah. So when they get there, but Kana sees a reflection of her disfigured face, and she's like, absolutely not. Um, not only is it like exposed to the elements, and they're just walking through public, and you think people will go, what the fuck, Harvey Two Face over there? You think you'd cover it? I mean, I don't know everyone else would mock her in that film, but you think that someone might go. Look, Manel, not everyone in this country's evil. Do you want to go to the hospital? Yeah. And or they might think Paxton's like doing something to her and, and they burn that woman's be... face off. Burn that woman's face off. But yeah, then she leaps into front of an oncoming train, gets smushed underneath the, the, the train, and then blood squirts all over some like elderly women. Um <laughs> which is pretty nuts. Every, obviously it attracts the attention, allows Paxton to board another train unnoticed. And he's away. <laughs> because the first thing, if a woman jumped in front of a train, the thing that the train people would do is, right, make sure all the other trains continue to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That train is just leaving. Let it leave, will you? It's, it's got to leave. Uh, we don't want it. We don't want too many people rubbernecking at this, so get them out of here. Or maybe they just assumed that that is them got, maybe. Yeah. Um. So... Um, so when he's on the train, he thinks it's all over, but then he hears the voice of a familiar voice of that Dutch businessman talking again about eating food with his hands. Now we're supposed to believe that a he's got this, a he's got the same lunch as he had the day before. B he started eating it, and someone else also said, "Do you need a fork with that, you dirty bastard?" <laughs> to which he's gone, "Yeah, I do." Actually, my favorite monologue. Um, which is kind of silly, but also the fact that he's ended up on that train. I mean, I don't know. You're kind of there's a lot of jumps, but yeah, they get to a train station in Vienna. Train stops in Vienna. Paxton follows. So obviously, there's two endings. There's an alternate ending, but I think this is in both, right? So Paxton follows the Dutch businessman, follows him into a restroom, like cuts his fingers off. I mean, he's, he look, look in Paxton's eyes like he's got a taste for it. He's and he and he drowns him in the toilet. Yeah, he's he's had a he's had a bad one. Um, he doesn't encounter the businessman in the toilet at all in the alternate ending. Oh, so you wow, haven't seen yeah. the other ending. No, I mean I'm reading about it here, but no, yeah, I haven't seen so it. in the alternate ending, um basically the businessman I don't understand how this happens. There doesn't appear to be I don't understand how this guy arrives in Vienna and his daughter's just at the train station. Yeah, because she just like goes, "Daddy," and there's no third party. It's not like his wife is there. As well. <laughs> no, kids on her own. It's not like like she was just hanging out in Vienna, um, and he goes, "Oh, do give me a second, love. I've just got to nip to the." I've been called short. So he he nips off to the he nips off to the toilet, um, 
and when he comes out, he's looking for his daughter and she's missing. And then you literally just see see Paxton with his hand over a screaming child's face, yes. thrashing around. He's managed to just get on another train out of the century. He's like, ha, huh, my revenge on you is that I've stolen your daughter. That's mental. Like you just think, I don't as a kid, I'd just be First of all, you just want to get out of there safe, wouldn't you? Second of all, you might want to hurt this man for hurting you and your friend or whatever. But that is just like a big step to go. This man is also capable of kidnapping a kid. Kidnapping a you kid know, to teach him We're supposed to believe for... a second ago that he had enough humanity that he wanted to save somebody. And now we're supposed to believe that he's just happy enough to kidnap a kid. Well, I guess that was before he ran three people over with a car. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and paid some bad boys to stone some guards to death. Um, there we go. So yeah, he, he does a kidnapping, which, if I may just touch on, um, Paxton does appear in Hostel Part Two. Okay. Uh, spoilers, Ben. I'll do you a very brief opening for Hostel okay. Part Two. Um, He's not one of the killers arrive. now, is he? No. So we we see the train arrive in Italy now. The train arrives in Italy. He's in hospital, and the police uh, and the police are talking to him. And saying, also, um, oh, when you do this murder, eh? Because we happened to find a Dutch businessman who had a tattoo like this, um, um, dead in a toilet in, um, in in Austria. And he's like, yeah. uh, uh, how he got to Italy and is being quizzed there, we don't know. Um, but then he goes, was it a tattoo like this? Was it? And then also the police detective is one of the people in the Bloodhound Gang. But turns out that was just a nightmare, so that's okay. Oh, um, thank God for that. Paxton is at his girlfriend's house in a place that is not revealed where. Mm-hmm. And she says, I wish you'd must really see someone about this. And you need to tell Josh's mom that her, that her kid's dead because she thinks he's still in Europe. And he goes, Oh, look. Um, I will, all right. I will at some point. Anyway, um, do you want a bowl of crunchy nut cornflakes? I've got to have these. I've got to have this medicine. Implying he has been to see someone to get medicine. But I've got to have this medicine with food. And she goes, nah, nah, thanks. I'm just going to go to bed. She gets up in the morning, says good morning to the gardener, goes downstairs, and Josh is just in the kitchen with his, not Josh, Paxton is Paxton. just in the kitchen with his head chopped off. And later nice. we see his head in a display case. Um, so yeah, Paxton alive is only in the first few minutes of the second one. Um, but yeah, it, that follows that the first ending must have happened. Yeah, the theatrical one, not the. Sense. Well, he done a kidnap. <laughs> not really does no, like, this is one step too far. Okay, so that is hostile. Have you got any name game? You said you had one or two. I haven't got any. Um, I've got one. Yeah, one question mark. <laughs> one. But I tell you what, let me uh, have a quick look through some other hostile trivia. We covered a few as we went through. Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, Ben, I've got a couple of bits of hostile trivia for you first. Nice. One, which famous artist um, has heritage from Slovakia? His parents both being from there and in their home village, a poster of their famous artist's son can now be seen along with the museum of some of his work. An artist, I would say, a modern artist, um, as in, is in modern art, not classical art. Uh, what can I think of his name? Old soup cans himself. 
It is old soup cans. Andy, Andy Warhol. Warhol. Yes. Andy it's... Warhol's parents are from Slovakia. Other oh. celebrities with Slovakian heritage include Angelina Jolie, um, John Bon Jovi, and Paul Newman. Wow. I ain't listened to any Bon Jovi ever again. I'm joking, of course. <laughs> of course, I'm listening to Someday I'll Be Saturday Night just this afternoon. Um, <laughs> let's have a look here. I tell you what, Ben. I mean, this isn't. This is just a bit more trivia. Trying to redress the balance of Slovakia's damaged reputation by this film. Yeah. Um, there are eight sites that feature on a certain list from Slovakia. Any guesses of what that that eight lists it? The these eight locations are. They're on a very famous list. You have to watch out for these places. A famous list. Yeah, there's a list. Eight locations in Slovakia feature on this list of places but why are these eight places of note why well, you got to watch out for them watch out for them because they've got wild wolves on the loose not wild not wild wolves that would also imply violence things you worry about actually then it's eight it's... unesco world heritage sites oh. so obviously places of great beauty um oh, and no wild wolves of course um it says that i think you might get some bears in Slovakia. They have some big stretches of woodland and things. So be careful, obviously, whenever you go out in nature, but no more so than you would anywhere else in Europe yeah, or yeah. anywhere else. Of course. Um, one little bit more trivia for you before I give you my one and only um, name. Well, two more bits of trivia for you. So one, um, do you know that Slovakia has the highest number of watt per capita? Make it a question. The highest number of um, wolves. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, train stations. Not train stations. It is castles and chateaus. Oh, that was going to be my second answer. Chateaus, well, for everyone. At least. Uh, chateaus, yeah. Plenty of chateaus to go around there. Amazing. Okay, a little bit of trivia for you. Um, Slovakia uh, is home, of course, to the Carpathian Mountains, or at least part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But who, from another horror film, was the scourge of Carpathia? Play Dracula, wasn't it? I'm thinking of someone else who is oh, specifically what? referred to as the, the scourge, scourge of, of Carpath- the scourge of Carpathia. Someone who's famously a Carpathian. I thought Dracula was. You would uh... have seen him in some fine art. Oh, oh no! Is that who it is? It's Vigo. <laughs> Vigo is from Carpathia. There we go. As soon as you said fine art, I was like, "Ah, fine art? That painting from Ghostbusters 2, I knew it. Although, to be fair, I don't know that Vigo was from Carpathia. He said he was the scourge of Yeah, he might not have been from there. He might have been from Skegness. Second Um, name drop for Skegness of the episode. um, Despite the fact that it did, that, that Hostel did very bad things for Slovakia's tourist industry at the time, it wasn't actually filmed there. Do you know where it was filmed? Oh, I bet it wasn't. Was it filmed? Was it still in Europe? Yes. Bulgaria. It was principally filmed just over the way in the Czech Republic. Oh, right. That's pretty close. In an abandoned, uh, I think, an abandoned hospital for some some of the sections. Oh, I imagine yeah, the... Abandoned imagine mental the... hospital or something, wouldn't it? Which sounds yeah, I imagine that up, but... the uh, actual hostel, bad place, the factory. But yeah. That's what that. So I have one. Yeah. So I find I found one thing here. So for the name game for you today, Ben. So three American tourists 
um, decide to stay in the US. But unfortunately, actually, let's change it up. When Paxton returns to the US, he would like some help from a famous radio psychiatrist. Um, Finding that that doctor is unavailable, he just speaks to his producer on a new um, telephone service that she's set up. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Is it just one word? Yes, that sounds a bit like hostile. Oh, you have to give me a clue. So my brain's in the bin. <laughs> so Paxton, ever so stressed from the events at Hostel. Yeah. So he would like when he moves home to Seattle, he wants to speak to a famous radio psychiatrist. However, when that person isn't available, he speaks to his radio that radio show's producer via a new telephone service that she has set up. Jesus Christ. The only things that I can feel, think of, it's sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> Is it something from Seattle. that? Someone who doesn't like toss salad. Well, he does like toss salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, oh, um, oh. I can't think. Uh, Fraser, you're getting at. So, yeah, it's Fraser, but, but like his producer on the radio show, what's her name? Oh my god! I could. We could be here all day, Andy. And <laughs> so I would never, ever, ever. Her name is. Ever her, name, get it. her name. Her name is Roz, and the and the service she is set up to speak to people over the phone is, of course, Rostel. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hostel's really hard to come up with name games for. It really is. It really is. Um, but there we go. It was good. Have you got another one? Or is that it? Um, I've got to do another one. Okay, I've got one more. Um, so Paxton and his friends are tricked into going to a different holiday location from the way they're planning, only to find they were captured and really uh, well-off businessmen who are proper sickos pay good money to force victims to have a real good whiff of these strings they've been using to clean their teeth with it. Stink horrible. Uh, uh, strings they've been using to get... The thing is, when you say the clue, it pushes out all rel- all the... <laughs> I know the relative information I should have in my... So it's um, floss. Yeah. Floss smell. Floss smell, correct. Jesus Christ. Oh, there we go. I got everyone right, right? Yeah, all of them, 100%. I knew it. And I hope you've learned a little bit, you and the listeners, about Slovakia. I'm certainly considering a holiday there. That's been good. I've I've taken a lot away from this episode, more so than I have wanting to watch any more Hostel films. But should I? Should I watch two and three? I don't know. Um, Oh, yeah, I said I'd tell you about them. I think two is interesting, and the characters are slightly more redeemable mm-hmm. um three uh things Three's like in to... las vegas right three's in vegas and it's bonkers and they're about... it's about bad blokes again but some of the baddest blokes of all um all oh, right i'm not against the idea of watching two i think t- two you could get something out of probably in proximity to this because it plays very nicely as kind of an opposite to this movie yeah i've got you there we go then. So I guess we got to rate the film 
how would you rate this? I mean, it's it's a weird one because I, I can kind of see. So I will jump in there then. I'm going to go for a D minus. And the reason being, Ooh. the reason being, I have avoided this for so long based on the fact that I just never thought it was going to be my cup of tea. And it wasn't, you know, some films that you would consider torture porn, essentially, I've I've seen and I would always say that they're not, they haven't got many redeemable qualities. It's difficult to look at these films and say, that's one of my favorites. Um, I just feel like both ends of the spectrum in this film are have aged badly. Again, I can imagine watching it in 2005 and thinking it had something to enjoy. But with this, the first half of the film is just unpleasant for reasons you probably wouldn't expect for a film like this. Just unpleasant. Like the, the characters, they've got no redeemable qualities. The script is like proper naff. That's why I'm annoyed by the fact it's like Quentin Tarantino presents like one of the best like writers of dialogue. In, I mean, some people agree with that. Some people don't. But it was still like got a certain something about his dialogue. And I know he didn't write the script, of course. But the fact that he's put his name to it has made me feel like, oh, really? And then just, and just yeah, I know it's the first of the first of this sort of wave of, of, of Americanized torture porn films. But even the violence and the torture stuff just doesn't hit home for me. I just think it's a really weird film with, I don't know, just something about it is, is unpleasant. It's kind of got got a, a nasty streak to it. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll check out the second one, see if that's any better. Because, you know, sometimes you watch a film and you're a bit like, all right, where's it going? Just get to, get to a point where it can end satisfying and i feel like it got to that point three or four times but just kept going kept going oh now they're on a train what's that he's followed him into the toilet jesus christ he's going crazy so yeah i think a d minus but maybe if i saw it in 2005 i would be more inclined to have enjoyed it but now 2023 for the first time don't think so it's harder it's a harder pill to swallow yeah um much the same as you've been a Maybe slightly higher. Um, I'm going to go for. Do I go as high as a D plus? Oh, okay. okay. No, I'm gonna, no, no. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with a D, and that's yeah. that's not to damn it entirely. I think it's worth saying that it is less enjoyable to watch, and it suffers, as you say, from its age, from not things you'd expect. I think for its time, it's an interestingly popularized. Uh, genre of more extreme horror maybe it's opened up windows to that for other people yeah. would things like terrifier exist today if oh, not yeah, for beyond other things like the the kind of gratuity that hostel brought about i haven't said yeah. it was going to share this earlier but hostel is the reason my wife has sworn off like this type of horror movie she won't oh, watch wow, it because okay. she did see hostel with one of her friends and she found it very off-putting at the time yeah. Um, I'm not about to make her watch it again to see if her opinion has changed or it's dulled in the time. But I think the thing that it has most suffered from age-wise is just the the attitudes and the dialogue. It makes for quite an uncomfortable watch because genuinely, I don't think a lot of people do talk like that now around the yeah. If there is, if there is a if the if there is something or a group that you could be against in this film. It casually is against that, whether it's its yeah. attitudes to women as objects, to to sexuality, to genuinely there is a quite a deep 
sense of xenophobia about it at the beginning as well yeah, with yeah, a short-sightedness definitely. that is um not necessarily even you know obviously the the slovakian tourist board had strong feelings about it but there is mm. an overall sense of uh, a distrust of the of that which is foreign and different and yeah a slight antagonism against the you know, people who are not speaking a language you understand and they're being conspiratorial do i think this film is solely responsible for brexit probably not but <laughs> it, it does make it well, does make some uncomfortable Elo Roth was pretty quiet the attitude that yeah was him speaking out um yeah like there are some there are some parts that make it a difficult and less pleasant watch and there are you do struggle because Paxton yeah. until he's your hero and he's the only person that's left in it that is still alive he has he's that probably one of the least likable out of the yeah. three like deeply yeah. unpleasant to begin with right so mm. uh it, it makes it difficult for that sense and then again if you are watching it from a because you are looking for an extreme horror mm-hmm. it probably has lost that sheen and its edge versus many yeah. things that have come since um mm-hmm. yeah there's there's yeah, been right. other examples i was about to pull one but i'm now blanking on the title the australian one uh about the prof Greek girl uh, it's the girl with the prom night and the drill. Um, oh, um, the loved ones. The loved ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think that probably does. I mean, it's got the advantage of being at least ten years older, but mm-hmm. um, for the extremity, like you still get some cutaways in this type of thing. Like, not a lot of the actual stuff is, yeah, on no, screen. Definitely. Right, the Achilles getting lots of it is implied, mm-hmm. but yeah. That rambling around is my reason for giving it a D. Not yeah, completely yeah. without merits. I'm glad we've watched it for the show and covered it, but mm-hmm. I think those elements have dated it quite severely. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Not a timeless classic like uh, like Sleepaway Camp. No. Okay. Um, so there we go. That that's hostile. Thanks for listening. Obviously, thank you to for to Janine for joining us for the first two thirds of this episode. Um, obviously if you want to keep up to date with Janine's um, projects that we talked about all at the start of the show um, she's on Twitter at JaninePipe28 and she's she's always posting over there so go and give her a follow um, and thanks to everybody else for listening if you enjoyed the show become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout thanks to our current patrons uh, John Crinnan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher Toby Miller, Scott Rigby, Lane Spencer Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julia Bilger Nick Spill, Troy Bush Rosalind Harnies and Pazuzu, extra thanks to all of our patrons because because of the patrons um, supporting us month in, month out, that is one of the reasons why we're actually being able to make it to Fright Fest this time around. So that is really appreciated and uh, we will pay you back in kind with plenty of coverage from that event. Fright um, Fest content for days. I'm happy to days. report, Ben. I have started on my second preview write-up already, so it's all coming along. We're going to find some more films to preview. We're going to give you some things to look forward to, and yes. we are going to come up with some people to talk to, some things we can cover while we're there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to... We're not making any secret of it. Our objective going into Fright Fest is to do some of the best coverage you'll find anywhere, in my opinion. Hell Yes. That's right. Go in with it. Keep expectations nice and high. Um, and we will be recording like a, a short bonus episode discussing the just in case you don't want to read through the Andy's lovely 
<laughs> lovely articles have some in have some in an audio form as well lovely yeah um so yeah there we go next week um oh no sorry thanks to taj easton for our theme music thanks to acast hosting the show please consider giving us a rating a review head over to facebook group horror hangout board of advisors for more we're on twitter instagram facebook and tiktok and next week just in time for shark week we're covering jewels too oh can't wait man oh ben i should i didn't conjure this earlier with all the other excitement but just before we started um after the message we had last week when we were doing 28 weeks later uh stephen christopher in the group has actually sent in his pitch for we oh, asked okay. invite people to do okay. it. He sent in his pitch for what a twenty-eight whatever's later would be. Yeah. Um, when we get round to recording a bonus on that, I think open doors. If anyone else wants to send them, and I'm happy to read some of those out. I won't read yeah, it now, definitely. but thanks for sending that in, Steve. And I'm going to have a proper read of it and react properly shortly. Yeah, but great idea. Be it this, be it anyone. Got another hostile film you'd pitch? How did you feel about the series? Where do you think it went? Where would you love to see it go if it carried on? Mm. that's what these socials are for facebook's awesome. you can do big writings or if you've got just a little thought you want to share any of those other platforms your twitters and whatnot get them over spectacular there we go thanks everybody for listening and of course thank you andy for being a right horror dude thanks you ben for being a right horror dude and thanks indeed to everybody um be careful when you're traveling out there everyone but um be rest assured Slovakia, I'll repeat from business from travelsafe.org. Very, very low crime rate, even by European yeah. standards. So, go so you, it's unlikely you will get hostile, but still try not to get hostile. Yeah, do do be careful. If Chesney Hawks makes any recommendations of kind of off the beaten track places, smash his digital camera out of his nice. hand and run away. Goodbye yeah. now. Bye now. Bye. See ya. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns.